Whoopty fucking la. That's a new one. What to- SW5. Oh, he's doing it. He's doing it. Well, I'm recording, and this is live on the rant. So while Tony is figuring out the Facebook. Oh, yeah. It is very ironic. Like, the, the, the difficult technical stuff, right, Tony is a wizard at. Literally. Oh, shining wizard at it. Right? But just posting the plain old Facebook gives him the hardest time. Anything I can do easily, I assume Tony can master it. But it seems like... It's vice versa. Like if I can do it, it's a it's a problem for Tony because it's too easy. Like Tony's too smart for the dumb stuff that I'm able to do. No, it's a great point. I think it's a I think it's something that we should look into. I think it's something that we should talk about at length. Uh, I think that it's something that that needs to be dove into very much. So my stupidity or Tony's smarts. I th- I think it's the relationship between both and how it's like the old we can put a man on the moon thing but we can't do this right. It's like, you're so good at everything else. And then all of a sudden you just can't do, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm here on the outside looking in. So, but I just think that the, the relationship is very, very fair and very intriguing. You can write a thesis on it. Kevin, don't sell yourself short. You, as we found out last week, are the glue. <laughs> Who said that, by the way? Was that, I did. Was that just a you thing? That was a me or thing. Did someone's words it? just fall out of my mouth. All right. So, because when he said it, all right, let's start the show because that or, or we can start the show yet. We no, are, we're we're live. I don't know why. Now, see, here's the other problem. I go live. We're on screen. I could see us moving around. Right. I right. don't have the fucking chat on the side, so I can't communicate with anybody who's listening. All right. So here's here's what you do, uh, T Donk. Yeah, close okay. your Facebook. T Donk. Close Facebook. Close okay. Facebook. Facebook is closed. Okay. Open it again. And then go in as the Shining Wizards, click the video, but just make sure the volume's muted, and then you can actively comment on the post. But now I don't know how to hang up on the fucking thing. Step one. Hang up on what thing? Well, well, at the end of the show, I have to put stop broadcast, don't yeah. I? I? Yeah, you go up to the top where it says live on Facebook, and you click it, and then it says stop stream, and it just stops. How the fuck do you know this? Because I do it every Wednesday night. That's funny. He's an astronaut. Is it funny? It kind of is. You like, no, I don't think we're live again. What the fuck? We happened? are live. We're live. It says we're live. Oh, yeah. So I, really I see it in the. This is fucking annoying. In the old screen. <laughs> nah, I'm watching us now. Four people are watching us. We're live. Oh, look at that. Bring it in the Wait. house. I can't chat with any of them. <laughs> let's see. Nope. Look, let's be, let's be fair. Nobody wants to talk to. I mean, I assume nobody ever wants to talk to me. Mm. Um. The way you act in the Discord, I doubt anyone oh, ever wants that. to talk Bring to it. you. There we go. I just muted it. Okay, oh, we're good. Okay. Now so, I got it. We're good. We're good. We're good. Figured it out. We got. We're we're good. We we didn't figure out the way I wanted to figure it out, but we got it. We're good. We're there. All right. How did you want to figure it out? We're good. It's good. All right. <laughs> we just go on with this. Oh I've... man. We're live, pal. Well, episode 523 of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. My internet is unstable. Uh, so that just came up on my computer. So that's always fun. It happens about once a show. Um, we got AEW Revolution to talk about. We got picks. We got the Valet 32. We got a new WWE World Champion. We got, unfortunately, Jim Crockett Jr. died. 
yeah. I watched MLW. I know Tony did. Uh, I watched a lot of to- New Japan, some New Japan Strong. Kevin's got Impact, Ring of oh, Honor. Yeah. Is there any more news on the NWA? Who knows? Tony would know because that's right in his wheelhouse. Uh, we I were... watched Raw. I watched T- Raw. Tony watched Raw. <laughs> we were supposed to have Otto Von Shit Pants on tonight, but that's not <laughs> happening. And we can get into that if you want. And it's wait, all. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. You mean Scuba Steve? Scuba Steve was supposed to be on the show tonight, but Scuba Steve got sand in his scuba suit, so he don't <laughs> want to do the show no more. Uh, so we got all we got to cover this all next uh, oh, yeah. on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Kevin, let me ask you a question: okay. Is there ever a time when it's too late to eat tacos? I would say no. All right. See, Tony thinks it's crazy that after the show I'm going to make tacos for dinner and I'm going to eat tacos at like ten o'clock tonight. Yeah, but that's not the first time you've done that. I eat late every night. Yeah, he's made tacos after after ten before. I'm not a gremlin. I'm not going to shit eat- my pants. I'm not going to turn into a monster. I've eaten tacos after ten too, but they've been tuna tacos. Oh God, that's terrible. What, what do you mean? What does that even? Is I think he's joke? referring to his ladies' lady parts. Oh God! All right, all right, I'm out. All next on the Shining Wizards. Tuna. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Oh, didn't see you there. You are listening to Shining Wizards Podcast, baby. Stay rocked up. I'm Thunderfrog, baby. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in live to episode 523 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, live on the rant, rantiumradio.com, live on the Facebook Live, facebook.com slash wizards podcast, and of course, in download form, wherever you get your podcasts from. Kev, it's always wrestling talk. Oh, and it's talk about wrestling, baby. Fellas, I'm Tony, in case you forgot, and this schmuck to my left is Matt. And the guy I, down I, below, I the one and only K-Barf. I don't know. K-Barf. Oof. What? Did you change that? What's <laughs> 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 oh, going on tonight? Not much. How are you, Mr. Mr. Tuna Taco? Tuna tacos are delicious. You ever have a fish taco? I've had fish tacos out in California before. They're fantastic. You are a uh, world-traveled uh, food guy. Uh, you're eating fish tacos in California with Ray Phoenix. You're eating, uh, what are you eating with the Von Erics? Oh, Loco Moco. Loco Can't Moco. Stupid me to forget the Loco Moco. 
Moko Moko's good stuff, man. Uh, I, one of my one of my plans is to actually go out. What's to the other Hong. famous Hawaiian dish? I want to visit Tombstone Jesus. Based on that picture alone, dude, how would you not want to go spend time in Utah, especially hanging out with TJ? Uh, a lot of Mormons out there. Yeah, but th- that's cool. As a matter of fact, uh, Tombstone Jesus has a couple Mormons mm. that he teams up with as part of his uh, his entourage. So there you go. That seems annoying. Probably, but you got to figure since Vince Russo's in charge, like he figures, oh, if it's Jesus, you got to have some disciples to go with him. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Is Vince Russo still in charge out there, though? I don't. I mean, I guess. I guess they go to him for storylines. Look, I've never heard of Vince Russo going out to Utah to book wrestling. It may be just be a thing like, "Hey, Vince is cool with us. Maybe he's got some ideas. Maybe you know, blah blah blah." And he goes, "Bro, you're blah, Jesus. Blah. You need some followers, bro." And there you go. Hmm. But he's not just Jesus. He's Tombstone Jesus. Well, because he's dropping tombstones on people. That's why. Like actual tombstones or the tombstone pile driver. That would be fucking cool. Imagine he came to the ring with a tombstone. He just fucking wrecks people with it. That would be awesome. Do you no? do you want to um do you want to just talk about it before we the show starts? Do we have to? I mean, look. I don't. I, I doubt anyone is tuned in for it because it was only put out into the world once. No, I, I mean, I get it. It's your thing. If you want to talk about it, go right ahead. I'm Okay, so we're, look, because I'm fucking annoyed. I'm annoyed by this. I know you're annoyed, but sometimes you could be a little hot-headed. I think you, like, tend to jump to conclusions sometimes. And it's not your fault. That's who you are. But, you know, people out in the ether, they may not know the Matt that we have come to know and love. You know what I'm saying? And some people don't get it. But I'm sorry, I'm putting the cart before the horse. Go ahead. I feel like, even on the show, I have said much worse things to people heinous things like actual guests yeah. that have been on the screen or in studio don't forget i smacked that rapist david Starr right in his face in your basement i also remember that you asked uh, matt saigon to get the stains out of his laundry next time you brought fucking clothes to his house wow that is in a front thro- of him too that is a throwback i don't oh, even re- i don't even know what you guys are talking about you know what kevin it doesn't matter because <laughs> now before, yeah we're talking long before kevin became one of us Otto Von Clutch, the son of Tombstone Jesus, was supposed to join us tonight. And And after we had Tombstone Jesus on, he sent us a Facebook message. That son of a bitch threw me under the bus. That old shit has terrible Wi-Fi. I was like, awesome, great. We have Vince next week, but we'll get March 8th. Come do the show. I was like, this guy gets it. This is going to be fun. So I put out something like in the middle of the week, like Tombstone Jesus, his kid, Otto Von Shitpants is going to join us. Mm. He's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good time. So like Friday night, he retweeted it uh, and he was like, dudes and dudettes, be sure to tune in. And I was like, all right, Hulkster. All right. That seems a little aggressive. The, the Hulkster to be to be compared to the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Come on. Dudes, little, dudes and dudettes. I mean, how many gimmicks? Is little, this, how many sarcastic. gimmicks is this guy gonna steal? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent sarcastic. <laughs> and then he said something with like a one. He just like responded with one line, and I don't know what he said, but I was like, oh man, Monday is gonna be awesome. Can't wait, Scuba Steve. Was it tubular? Did he say tubular? I don't know what he said. <laughs> Did he say totally tubular? He might have said totally. You know what? It might have been two words. That's right. Um. And then, like, 
two hours later, I got this Facebook message like, I'm not doing your fucking lame-ass show. Don't ever fucking disrespect me. And then he blocked us on all forms of social media. Oh, so he said he he went he went with a deep cut. He didn't yeah. just say, "Hey, man, what's up with this?" Like, why'd no, you say he that? He just went right for the jugular. So then here, I sent him. Here you go, Otto Von Fucker. So then I was like, "Oh man, I felt bad." So I sent a message to Tombstone Jesus. I'm like, "Hey, bro, Otto's hot at us because I, we were trying to get like some entertaining back and forth ahead of the show to get people interested." And if you talk to him, just let him know, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, like, overstep my boundaries. And then, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, Tombstone Jesus, like, he's like, shit, he's sensitive. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then I slept on it, and then I woke up, and then I was fucking annoyed. Oh, no. Why were you annoyed when you woke up? I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Can we just not downplay how awesome Tombstone Jesus is, by the way? Tombstone Jesus is awesome. So I'm like, well, then, f-. so Tony's like, you think I could mend the fences? I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to, like, I'm annoyed. Now I'm annoyed. I don't want to fucking talk to this guy because he takes himself way too seriously for being a fucking nobody who wrestles yeah. in a goddamn oh, fucking right. scuba oh. suit. No, no, no listen, Tony, Tony, fucking- Tony, Tony, I was, with, I was with you until I heard Matt say that he sent us a message saying, I'm not doing your lame ass show. And that, now that I know that, that pisses me off. Because would Chris Jericho do this lame-ass show? Would Rob Van Dam do this lame-ass show? Would AJ Styles do this lame-ass show? Would Stevie Ray, Kurt Hawkins, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ricky Steamboat, would they do this lame-ass show? The answer is yes, they would. Diamond Dallas Page, yes, he would. Raven, yes, he would. They would do this lame-ass show. So Otto Von Finkelschneider, whatever your name is, dude, do that. You call this show lame? That pisses me off. That makes me angry. You forgot and the greatest of all, Kev. Tombstone Jesus did this show. Goddamn right he did this show. Lame Everyone action. does this show when we ask nicely. <laughs> so I was just, I'm fucking super annoyed. And Tony's like, oh, we could make it a bit. We'll get Tombstone Jesus involved. And I'm like, if you get him on the show, I'm going to bury him. I will bring a shovel. I will be a complete piece of shit. So then, like, we just kind of let it go. So then yesterday night, before uh, before the AEW pay-per-view, I posted a sick picture of Tombstone Jesus rocking that wizard's gear in a beautiful landscape. Oh, you, Tony, Tony referenced it earlier. Beautiful landscape. The Utah Mountains. Unbelievable. So at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, he's like, like, Otto Von Shitpants, he responded, and he was like, <laughs> I don't, uh, let me find it, because I, I want to, I'm going to. I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed by this. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of hot now too, buddy. I'm not even hot. I'm just annoyed. Like I don't. I'm hot. I'm just annoyed. I don't know. We called our show lame. I'm just in, like, oh man, trying to help you out, trying to get you on the show, maybe get you a couple extra followers, maybe will people check out your work. I'm not saying we're the fucking be all end all, but man, it just fucking no, annoyed Yo, me. I'm telling you, people, people who listen to guests on this show. Or, or guests that come on this show will get more followers. They will. It, it's happened. I've seen it happen. Oh, here we so, go. So, Otto Von Stink, whatever. Oh, he, Otto- t- he fucking deleted the tweet. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait. He's probably listening right now. Good. Listen, you fucking jack wagon. He deleted the tweet. He was like, uh, he was like, he was like, you, he's like, responded to Tombstone Jesus. He was like, you son of a bitch, you're lame. These guys are lame, and I'll show them tonight. So I screen capped 
Uh, you can please take my advertisement off. I'm not coming on your lame-ass show. Don't ever fucking disrespect me again. I screen-capped that, and yeah. I said, what's going on tonight? Yeah, tell tell Beer City Bruiser that this is a lame-ass show. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You responded, you responded, what's going on tonight? Yeah. That's fucking genius. Holy shit. Oh, I found a Matt tonight. Wow. That is good. And then I was like, fuck that. And I got hot with Tony this morning. I was like, fuck this guy. He's not coming on the fucking show. If you oh, bring- wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Time out. You're putting the cart before the horse on this one. Matt texted me this morning and says, oh, Otto Von Shitface, uh, he uh, he responded to us. He wants to do the show. Do you have any interest in talking to him? I responded 100%. I wanted to get him on the show. I wanted to talk to him. Matt's like, I may have to take a break. I don't think I want to talk to this (laughs) asshole. Fuck this guy. I'm like, well, if you don't want him on the show, why would you even ask me if I want him on the show? Because it's not always about me. I do a show with two other dudes. Maybe you guys wanted to talk to shit pants. Well, I did want to talk to shit pants, but all I had in the back of my mind is one, Matt's going to disappear or two, Matt's going to be a complete jack wagon to this guy. And the fucking, the thing is going to go off the rails super fast. and mm. might not end in a happy way. A very good point, so I was right. like, all right, if you don't want him on the show, we don't have to have him on the show. By the way, the chat on the fucking Facebook is lighting up on this guy too. Uh, Sean Toe says he big timed us. <laughs> all right. Stop right there. Toe. <laughs> oh. Big toe. And even Tombstone Jesus got in it. He was like that disrespectful little shit. More bass at back ass whoopings on the way this weekend. Oh, but, did he really? Oh, Tombstone was in. Like he was like, oh, maybe we'll turn this thing around. We should see if Tombstone's available to chat tonight. No, we got yeah, way and, too and, much to talk about. There's and maybe so, Miko too, right, Tony? I'd fucking book Miko and Tombstone in a match in the Midwest. Well, somewhere. you know what's going to be on Tony's fucking uh, appreciation show? It's going to be all Tombstone and Miko. That's right. And then, and then Otto's going to call it. That's it. They can all <laughs> fucking jerk off on a cracker on Zoom, and the first one that finishes can FedEx it to North Arlington for Tony's birthday. Happy birthday to that. I was, just a, I was just super annoyed. Like this. Uh, I know. Man, it's like you could be another fucking boring independent wrestler. You could have like a fun back and forth, and then we could uh, do Like, look, I don't like Francis Wright, but Francis Wright gets it. And when he comes on the show, it's fucking gold. It's absolute yep. gold. But Same this with fucking guy with his 10 yeah. followers and his goddamn sky, I hope a fucking, right. I hope the hammerhead shark that the Von Eriks want to fight eats this motherfucker while he's swimming. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I was. Well, he doesn't get, he uh, didn't get it then. He gets it now. I wish, I wish Otto Von Finkelstein nothing but the best in his future career as a professional. Nah, wrestler. No, I'm he glad he found him. his father. I'm glad they have a relationship. No, Nothing no. but you, the best. Once friend. you call the show lame, once you say you're not coming on our lame show, boom, dead to me, dead to me. And I'm 150 pounds. I'll fight you. I don't care. I got so your back, Kevin. Things. That's right. I got your so back. I'm the mu- me, I'll bring the muscle. That's right. Look at that. Look at that <sighs> threatening LOD shirt too. Look at that. That's right. Look, that? look at your fucking too. shit pants's picture. Okay, you don't look like he's in any shape to be fighting nah. either. So we have we have a do we have a good chance? So I got to ask you, uh, Otto von Clutch is on the shit list now. He's not on any list. He's not uh, on the list of guys. This will be the last time I ever talk about him. That's true. That. He's dead I to see, me. I... He's not like a King Mo. He's not like Bobby Lashley. Who's now Bobby Lashley is legit big timing me now. Now he's the fucking world champion. He wants <laughs> nothing to do with me. The letters I send him you... weekly will go unopened until he retires. How does that make you feel, Matt? About him being the world champion? Oh, everything. Him big time in you being world champion. I feel a little disrespected. I've been chasing this fish for years. So years. do you think that you should be the world champion? 
Do I think I think I should get a shot at the world championship? I don't think I should be the world. I don't have a pedigree like Bobby Lashley. He's very accomplished, a lot of accolades. You but I deserve a shot. This is incredible. Um, <laughs> now he's fucking he was, dodging me. Bobby Lashley at one point was legitimately across the street from where you lived, and you didn't go find him. He wasn't so, there. No. He didn't show up. Chris Masters was there instead of him. Oh, I went. Him. I walked across the street. Oh, that's right, because uh, Earl Hebner was there, wasn't he? Yeah, like the man for the artist formerly. It's not Earl. You know, it's not like the Earl Hebner. It's like a crusty old man in a zebra, zebra outfit. Yeah. I remember we offered to buy him beers at the Applebee's. Not that night, but on, when he was on the podcast. Yeah. Earl was fantastic. Bobby Lashley's been ducking and dodging me. King Mo don't want none of this. Yeah, I don't think he does, Matt. Can understand why. All right. I think the Bobby Lashley would eventually take you up on it, but I don't think King Mo wants anything to do with you. Yeah, when the well is dried up and Bobby Lashley's done getting paid, he's not the champion anymore. He's fucking smashing Lana with his Louisiana mm-hmm. black snake. You know, <laughs> money's starting to get tight. Then, you know, he'll, he'll fucking open all the letters I sent him. He'll look me up and, you know, I'll have to run around for like, and I don't, phew, man. Why can't I just picture in like 20 years, like you and Bobby Lashley being like the best friends like in the world? Like I could literally see you guys hanging out like every night. I don't know about that because he's going to start. He's going to start nice, right? He's going to start. I'll be your buddy. You know, you don't want to whoop your ass. Then when he brings up that he was the ECW world champion, Mm. then we got issues. And I love how you know, sold that graphic I put up. Where it was like uh, Rob Van Dam and Bobby Lashley. It it infuriates me. It It makes me so angry. That was that was me being a hundred percent a troll on that for you, just for you though, because I like. No, that. I understand. I but he's not an ECW World Champion. He should never be recognized as an ECW World Heavyweight Champion. He can walk around with that WWE. What is it? The World was he the Universal? The, I can't keep oh, track. WWE Champion. Right, there's too many fucking championship titles in the WWE. He can be. Oh, they're getting more. We got to get to that later. Well, we'll get to it. But a, good for him. Um... But like I said I think, last week, it just it makes that Miz cashing in seem completely worthless. C- to Kevin's point, he said yeah. that literally is the definition of a transitional champion. It's like Miz, it's Bob Backlund and then the Miz. Yeah, it, it was, and I think that we're I don't think we're done with the the transition. I, like I said, I think last week or the week before, I think we're seeing another transitional champion, and I think Lashley will end up. They didn't officially announce the match yet, did they? Is it Lashley McIntyre? Did they officially announce that yet? No, because no, right? I think we're gonna get. Um, and Tony watched Raw, so maybe he can give us a little more insight. But I think we're going to get Lashley Miz at Fastlane. Well, they haven't gotten that far yet. Don't forget, it was last week that, that Lashley won the title. Yeah, don't forget, Fastlane's so two weeks away. <laughs> I, I Look, I get it, but they I mean, the story advancement, because it, it happened literally last week right after we finished the show that Lashley became champion. So we got we to gotta find out what the fallout is tonight on that. What do you, uh, They're having you? a rematch tonight. Of course they are. So maybe Lashley was a transitional, transitional champion. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. And I really hope that's not the case because I think, dude, Lashley with his like new gear, with the belts, with like MVP, like guy, the guy, I, I know Matt might not agree with me. The guy screams world champion. And this is what he should have done. This is what they should have done with him when he first came back after after that WrestleMania on that Raw. 
Yeah, but but the problem ultimately was, I think Bobby Lashley needed the hurt business to happen to get to where he is right now. That's fair. And I, I don't, uh, Kev, I don't remember. Maybe it wasn't you that mentioned it. Maybe it was somebody in the Discord. I forget where I read it, but somebody said like, who would have ever imagined? that the signing of MVP would have been so important to WWE's business today and the formation of the Hurt Business with these guys all getting this run now. Yeah, with I mean, Cedric, with, uh, with, um, with um, fuck, what the hell's his name? Shelton, Shelton Benjamin with Lashley. I mean, it's a fucking hell of a group. And by the way, I'm so, I don't know what happened to his knee. I don't know if MVP had surgery or whatnot, but switching from the fucking crutch to the cane, that's what he should have fucking done from the beginning. Cause the cane looks so much more badass, especially when the four of them walk out together. There's nothing that group can do no wrong at this point. And I, I, I hate bringing them up, but Jim Cornette had the idea. If you've already got this monster Lashley built up, you put the championship on him, let him fucking mow through McIntyre at mania and let him hold the belt for a year or longer. Fucking run with it. This is what you were waiting for. You've got it on a silver platter. People are into it. Just fucking go with it. You can come back to McIntyre at a later time. Run with Lashley. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, and I, I agree. And, and and I'm not sure, and I, I don't want to discredit MVP because I think I don't think they had this in mind when they brought him back. I could be 100% wrong, but I think this just fell together so perfectly and i think mvp recently just did an interview where he credited paul Heyman for the hurt business so i think them all being there at the same time and and paul Heyman at that point i guess still having something to do with the the influence of the of the writing i think that made it happen and i agree that it's uh it's i had my doubts about cedric alexander joining the group just because he's he doesn't come across as that legit badass tough guy that you would consider in the hurt business, but what he lacks in that he makes up with, with personality and, and character and charisma. So it's a perfect contrast to Shelton Benjamin, uh, amateur wrestler, you know, gold standard thing. I think that it fell together so perfectly. I think all the pieces were, were there to put together. And I credit, I mean, I, I mean, you got to credit Vince McMahon for running with it. And I think it's, I think it's the most, put together stable I've seen in a long time and I hope Bobby Lashley does uh, carry that world championship past WrestleMania I don't necessarily know if I see it but I'd hope it hope it happens T-Donk since you watch Monday Night Raw since we're in the WWE realm uh, let's talk. You want to talk some Monday Night Raw? This is two weeks in a row. Now I told you in a text message. I can't tell you the last time I watched Raw, let alone two weeks in a row. Yeah, the only thing is I have to pull up the card because aside from the aside, here here's one thing that a lot of people bitched and moaned about, but I was okay with. They kind of did this whole stalling thing with the Miz, where it was like. Uh, you know, they started off with Raw and they were going to have the title match and Miz is trying to weasel his way out of it, saying that, like, why not? And I mean, he made a good argument. He's like, why not do this at WrestleMania? Why do this on a random Raw? Don't you want your big WrestleMania moment? And fucking MVP's like, you got one hour. We're going to have this match in an hour. So at nine o'clock, they're in the back. He's holding his stomach. He's like, oh, my stomach hurts. Wah, wah, wah. So like, all right, we're doing this at 10 o'clock and you're not weaseling your way out of it. 10 o'clock comes, they ring the bell, and the Miz just fucking runs to the back and gets counted out. So he's bitching to fucking Adam Pierce and Shane and all these. They're like, all right, you know what? We're going we're gonna to fucking do it. We're going to have the match tonight. It's going to close the show. And then they finally had the match. Shane McMahon calls all these fucking lumberjacks out, which 
I mean, I get it. There was some spots where they really didn't fucking get involved, but it didn't matter. It was a shit kick into the nth degree and Lashley fucking wins. I kind of liked how they played it out over the whole night like that. It reminded me of like old school raw booking in a way, you know? All right. I, I didn't watch it, so I just pulled up the results. I have some questions for you. Oh, yeah, okay. This this is good. I like when you do this. It kind of refreshes my record. Oh, this is this has gold written all over it. All right, uh, why is Braun Strowman in a tag team with Adam Pierce? See, this was the other thing because Braun came out at the beginning and he's like, This is bullshit. <laughs> this should have been my title match. Like, I don't I think you guys are fucking with me. You didn't put me in an elimination chamber. I want some answers. And it's weird because this is one thing that pissed me off. It's like Shane McMahon and Adam Pierce, they're like, they're helping somebody, but then they're fucking shitting on Strowman. Like, it's weird. Like, are they faces? Are they heels? Like, like, what's the story with them? Like, like, all right, The Miz is a true shit heel, right? Like, he's afraid. He doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to wrestle. So they're siding with Lashley against Miz. But then they're fucking shitting on Strowman in the same thing. And they're like, all right, you want a match? You'll get a title match, but it'll be with Adam Pierce as your partner against the Hurt Business. And then Shane insists that Adam get tagged in to finish the match. And then Adam gets rolled up and they fucking lose. And it's like all shit just to fuck with, with Strowman. And the only thing I can think of is that we're going to see Strowman and Shane at WrestleMania. That's the only fucking thing I can think of. Yeah. Yep. That's ex- that was exactly my thought. Why? I was like, fuck. Because WWE, my friend, that's why. Yep. I don't know, man. Some people like to see Shane McMahon wrestle. I don't know. He doesn't wrestle. He does a fucking, he jumps off something crazy. All right. Yep. Well, all right. I use the term wrestle loosely, but they like to see him on their TV. I, I don't know why. And I, and I guess, I guess they need matches because they're doing another two day WrestleMania. So, you know, they need some shit to fill two days, I guess. I wonder there's, there's supposed to be, and I, I haven't heard anything about tickets being available, but they're supposed to be selling tickets for this thing because it's at the stadium. If you buy a ticket, does that mean you got a ticket for both nights? Do you just buy a one-night ticket? Like, any word on how they're doing it this year? Because I haven't heard a thing about it. I haven't read anything about it. All I know is that they're having it at the stadium, and they were supposed to be selling tickets and doing, like, quarter capacity or some shit like that. But I've got no information on any of that stuff. Oh, um, I would imagine you could either do one or two day passes or so, like something that would to that make effect. Sense, right. I mean, especially yeah. since they're only going to be selling a quarter of the stadium. I have a uh, friend that's actually going to be going. So let me see Matt, what, what you got. You had something. No, I did not have anything. I would imagine it's going to be super fucking expensive. Yeah. Though. Um, can, can WWE really afford that luxury? It's been a year since people did uh, a live wrestling event. I'm sure people have that money. Say, look, if you're coming over here, you know, you make the annual trip for WrestleMania and you didn't do it last year, you have that money saved up. You're clearly saving up money for this year. You know, you're going to go to the first WrestleMania since the pandemic. Are there... Are there any restrictions for folks coming from outside the country? Like, I know a lot of yeah. people have to come from Europe, you know, stuff like that. I don't think I would imagine you wouldn't be able to. I don't I'm, know. I don't I don't even know what the restrictions are. I don't I'm know. Sure if they have you to have to quarantine for two weeks and you have to take a or test. Do you need a test? Like, can you travel with a test result? Because I, I know know. even to go to fucking Pennsylvania, they were requiring like uh, test results to stay at any hotels or go to anything if you came from out of state. Like, I 70, think, like within 72 hours before you got there. I think it depends on the state because I know, and this is a random ass state, but I know Alaska no longer requires you to have a negative test to enter, enter their state. 
So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's fucking Alaska, but I'm, so who knows what it is in like the, you know, the lower uh, 48. There you go, Tony, get it out. You heard that? Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think the, the Tony, the world heard that. Matt, I think there was a women's tag team match, wasn't there? Or there was Shayna. Shayna wrestled somebody in a singles match, right? Shayna wrestled. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Because there was a women's tag match. It was Lana and somebody. Uh, again. Shayna wrestled Naomi? Hmm. Yes. And that was a short fucking match. Yeah, it was. I can't even fucking find it here. Yeah, I know. It's, it's fucking. Just bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with I me. Guess, I guess there wasn't. She wasn't Benjamin, much for me to remember. Strowman, no, well, championship match, Rhea Ripley. There it is. Uh, Nia Jax defeated Naomi in two minutes and 19 seconds. Well, there you go. Wow. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre had a good match, I heard. They fucking went like four segments. That match was fucking incredible. It told a great story. They beat the shit out of each other. And there really wasn't any premise. Like, fucking Drew McIntyre comes out. He's like, uh, uh, fucking lost my title. But I'm going to beat the shit out of Sheamus for a little bit. And then I'm going to fucking come after uh, come after the Miz. Uh, like, some shit like that. So it was just a weird premise to set it up. But, man, what a fucking great match. They beat the piss out of each other. It was fucking awesome. Was that, awesome. A, was that a Scottish uh, accent you were doing? Or was that for Irish? It was a McIntyre accent. Mac- okay, because it sounded like uh, that clip from the Bloodhound Gang album before they did the Kids Incorporated song. Oh, Bloodhound Gang did a Kids Incorporated song? The Bloodhound they Gang Kids did Kids Incorporated song, yes. Oh, I got to find that. Was that, on Use- that was on Use Your Fingers, wasn't it? Yes. 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 I was a big Kids Incorporated fan when I was a kid. Incorporated. Excuse me. Have you seen my wife's placenta? Yes. <laughs> Do you guys know who was on Kids Incorporated at one point? Kids? Some some, uh, some celebrities that went on to, to bigger and better things? Uh, I don't know the Kids Incorporated kids. I know the Mickey Mouse kids. No, Mickey Mouse kids is you know, the, the Timberlakes, the Spears, the Aguileras. Right. And All right, so, here, here, so here's, a, here's a little tidbit, because uh, one of our favorite Saved by the Bell characters, who is still alive, uh, was on Kids Incorporated, Mario Lopez. Oops. AC Slater was on yeah, Kids Incorporated. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I never liked AC Slater. You never liked Slater? You Matt's a Zach Morris guy, that's why. That's right. You know who else was on Kids Incorporated? Kevin Garifo. I wish, man. I fucking <laughs> wish. Jennifer Love Hewitt, I believe, was on Kids Incorporated. You know what? I think you're right. Jennifer Love Hewitt was also in Sister Act 2 back in The Habit, and so was uh, the girl from the Fugees. What the fuck's her name? Lauren Hill? Lauren Hill. Yes, Lauren Hill was in Sister Act 2 back in The Habit. Oh, well, for for any of you out there going to pub trivia, Lauren Hill was in Sister Act 2 with Jennifer Love Hewitt, who just happened to be in Kids Incorporated with A.C. Slater. K-I-D-S. Kids Incorporated. We're kids incorporate. Oh god, I gotta find Tony. Could you pull that up, please? <laughs> the kids incorporated team. No, oh, we don't need a copyright strike. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, I heard Damian Priest is still tooling around with the Bad Bunny. Yeah, and there was some shit backstage with r Truth where he had a referee in hiding, and uh, he was trying to get Bad Bunny to collaborate with him to do some rap music. And Damian Priest is like, "Yeah," he said, "No." So he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. 
So Bad Bunny is still your 24-7 champion. You know what? I'm kind of liking Damian Priest. Didn't he wrestle on Raw as well? He did. He wrestled, he wrestled Elias. That's right. Elias is like, uh, and, and he's got Jackson Riker now. How did that relationship start? They both have, a few weeks ago. They both have beards. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. I, I don't know. They released, he's like, they released he's Stephen like a, Cutler, and then he became his own guy. Elias just looks like a more fucking stressed out macho man more as the days go on. It's fucking really weird, especially with the tie dye shirts. That's like early macho man, like like pre fucking madness macho man. But you I know, Elias was on Kids Incorporated. Of course he was. Big time to, breaking news. He used to sing the theme song to AC Slater. What's up? He, he actually he was the original guitarist for the Zack Attack. A lot of people don't know that. Ooh, oh, that's a good point. At the max. <laughs> right. Uh, what's the story with this Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, Fiend thing? What is she doing? Oh, she's making blood come out of his make, butthole this week or something? She's making him sick. She fucking haunted him. And she like fucking made Randy Orton like like she's like, you're going to have to deal with some shit. And then all of a sudden this figure comes out with a hoodie on. And when he takes the hood up, it's fucking Randy with these black eyes. And he's like, Randy, <laughs> talking shit to him. And of course, Randy starts going like bleh, bleh, all over again. Are you sure that wasn't Ole Anderson? You want a piece of me? <laughs> yes, and then Randy Orton fell through the stage and said, oh, good Lord. <laughs> what, uh, how? I can't believe we're leading with Raw. Over Neither can I. This was crazy. We went right Raw down this, fucking, this dude, rabbit I'm hole. I'm telling you, that opening match with Drew and Sheamus, I can't believe I forgot about it. It was fucking phenomenal. Uh, how do they get themselves out of this weird, like, how does Randy Orton stop Alexis Bliss's voodoo? When when the fiend comes back, because he's supposed to be coming back real soon. So does he not do the voodoo that she do? He might. We don't know. He's supposedly going going under a metamorphosis or some shit like that. So she's keeping Randy occupied, playing mind games with him for when the fucking fiend comes back. Does Randy Orton bring in Voodoo Mama Juju? Ooh. Who the fuck or is pa- that? Or Papa Shango. I do declare. Papa Shango, I could see. Papa, you think Papa Shango can use his voodoo to stop... That you, that you do. To stop Alexa Bliss's voodoo. Or the fiend. Whose voodoo is it? It's the voodoo that you do-do when you make your doo-doo on the poo-poo. Matt, I got the Juju Mama Juju reference, by the way. I'm sure I somebody out there... I didn't get that. Figured. What's that from? It's from The Office. No, I, I don't watch that show. You should. It's a stop. Oh, my God. What... What are you doing with your life, T-Dunk? Oh, I, Kevin, you want to know what he's doing? He's illegally watching pay-per-views and looking at oh, uh, naughty, oh, picture, naughty pictures of somebody who you don't want to see naughty pictures of. Is the, chat, is the chat rocking? Are people talking? I can't tell because when it's it's on delay like this, it it bothers me. Yeah, it's weird. Like, my, like my Facebook is not doing uh, fun things tonight. I don't know what's going on. It's okay. You can check in throughout our conversation. What? Don't worry about the chat. It'll be there. All right. Let's let's keep going. What can't, else? I, don't, point. I can't think of anything point. else that happened on Raw. Didn't Charlotte Flair wrestle Shayna Baszler? No. Wait, she wrestled Shayna? Yes. Oh, fuck me. It happened yeah, very quickly after her promo. Yeah, I don't... I... I don't like this whole like eh, my dad and he doesn't something or other and and the baby I don't I, I don't I don't fucking care dude. Did we get a mixed mixed tag match here? Is this what I'm seeing? Matt Riddle and the Lucha House Party against Retribution, Mustafa Ali and Mia Yim. 
No, no, no. Mia Yim was not involved. Oh, it was the other jack wagons that were in a like T bar and, and Slapjack and, and Mace. Yes. And no, and Mustafa was in there too, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. You watched right, because it. Because then here's here's the wacky thing, right? Like fucking uh, Revel, 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 the slap whack? Retribution loses. And then Mustafa Ali starts going off on him again. He's like, I'm going to fucking show you how we do this. And he challenges Riddle to a one on one match. And then he fucking beats Riddle. Mm. So then he's like, that's how you do it. So now Mustafa Ali has got a win over the United States champion. But I'll tell you this much as much as I don't like the whole retribution thing, fucking Mustafa Ali's fucking money, dude. Tony, it's, it's pronounced Mustafa. I know. Like, that's the other thing. Why did they change it? Wait, what? Heel? He's a heel. You talked he's about this Mustafa. last week. He's not Mustafa, as our good friend fucking Nigel McGinnis would call him. He's Mustafa now. Mustafa? I guess, like, I, I don't even know what to compare it to. What, uh, <laughs> Tony, in the WWE world, how's Mansoor doing? Haven't heard hide nor hair. Wasn't he on 205 Live? A yeah, Gor- Gorilla Mansoor is on 205 Live. <sighs> there you go. All right, and Mustafa. all this led up to Bobby Lashley beating The Miz in three minutes and one second. And it probably should have been shorter than that, but they had to do some stuff with the lumberjacks. But wow, yeah, this, this this was a fucking shit kicking that it needed to be. Bobby Lashley is the king, and then we go to black. Bobby and Lashley is the king, then we go to black. Uh, yeah. If you are just tuning in, do not adjust your dials. We just talked Monday Night Raw for probably the first time in forever. In a long time. Forever. Your mother's a whore. Uh, before right, we doing Terry Funk, you got to do Terry Funk. Before we get into the AEW pay per view, which we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about our picks. Tony, I don't want it to get lost. The Valet Thirty Two. This is your baby. Uh, mm-hmm. One side of the bracket is complete. I know you put out your uh, your little background uh, episode today. It's on ShiningWizards.com. The rave reviews. People love you going through the history uh, and explaining these women's role and their purpose and the impact they had on the men and women that they managed. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk some Valet Thirty Two. Well, do you want me to go into results? I was going to kind of save all of the results for a recap show next week, but we could talk about whatever you want. If you want, I can go into I can go into uh, some quick results. I mean, I've got a whole computation of numbers and how things worked out and whatnot. But if you want me to go over winners, we could absolutely go over winners. I could do that. Let's do some winners. Okay. Now, you know, now don't don't feel like you need to take a deep dive if you're going to do a whole other episode. I just didn't want this to get uh, lost in the shuffle since we have so much to talk about. And the other half of the tournament starts Tuesday, March 9th at noon on Facebook and the Twitter machine. Ah, yes, start, I thought it started places. Saturday. Does no, does not start Saturday. <laughs> I thought it started last. I thought I thought it already started. I've already voted six times. Well, then, then you don't have to worry five. about voting. That's a good point. Yeah. So for the for the next for the next four days, we're gonna have matchups at at roughly noon and two p.m. You can vote in two places. You can vote on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Wizards Podcast. You can vote on the Twitter machine at Wizards Podcast as well. You can vote twice. Encourage your friends. Encourage your family. Spread the word. These are always a great time. Like Matt said, listen to the tracks. We had a preview last week. I've got a preview that just came out this morning for this week's matchups. The contested matchups, which already passed, the Fallen Angel region and the original Divas region, 
Um, I'll go over results real quick. The number one seed, actually, let me start in original diva divisions. All of your major seeds won. Uh, number one seeded Sunny defeated number eight Lady Blossom. Deborah McMichael, your number four seed, defeated number five Charmel. The number three seed oh. Maria Canellis defeated number six Precious. And number two Beulah McKillicuddy beat number seven Stacy Keebler. So moving on in the original diva region, number one takes on number four Sunny versus Deborah, and number three takes on number two Maria Canellis against Beulah. No big surprises there, but that voting's going to come not this week, next week. Who did Maria beat, Tony? Maria Canales beat Precious. Okay. Number six seeded. Fallen Angel region. We had a few upsets in this region. The number one seeded woman defeated number eight, Baby Doll. A lot of people thought Baby Doll deserved better than that, but you know what? It's the draw, man. She's yeah, a woman, and that's the, matchup. the way it goes. I think Charmel got a – I think she was way over – she got a bad – she just got a bad draw with Deborah. I think she was way more uh, profound than, than she got credit for. Well, I mean, you know, but Deborah was kind of on that same plane, which kind of makes sense why they were seated number four to number five. I mean, if yeah. you go into Deborah's career, you know, like uh, Steve McMichael, Jeff Jarrett, Owen Hart, Steve Austin. I mean, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. I just think Charmel's run is, is she made King Booker what King Booker was. I think she was a huge part of King Booker, which is such an underrated character in, in, in the annals, if you will, of WWE. Kev, but, not only WWE, TNA Impact Wrestling as well. That's true. We spent a lot of time there. This is stuff that you will get in my deep dives each and every week, available right here on the podcast feeds, by the way. Uh, first upset, number five, Lita unseated number four, China. This one was pretty close. Uh, number six, Dawn Marie in the other upset, defeated number three, seated Kimberly. And Missy Hyatt, number two, defeats number seven, Daphne. So your matchups in the Fallen Angel region in the next week. Number one, Woman, takes on number five, Lita. Number six, Dawn Marie, takes on number two, Missy Hyatt. That's your quick catch-up. <laughs> catch-up. But uh, like I said, we've got the deep dive into the next 16 women. Check that out on the feed. And after next week's results, we move on to the Sweet 16. And there you go. I'm predicting, uh, I'm predicting a number five. I'm predicting a number five over a number one. I'm predicting Lita unseats woman i don't know man or this coming i don't know we'll have to wait and see so that's your valet 32 this tony's baby to crown the first ever shining wizards valet of the shining wizards the valet of a lifetime valet of a lifetime i like it finally found the valet of a lifetime of a lifetime oh firehouse nice yes yeah such a great tune Right, love. Of course, it was. Yes, Firehouse. Was, I had that on. I had that on cassette single. Ew, God, cassette singles. Nice. I think I sold them old. I sold all of my singles to somebody at, a, at my most recent garage sale for like five bucks. I'm like, just take the box, five dollars, get it out of here. He's like, okay. Take my box, wow. please. <laughs> anyway, want to talk MLW? Sure. Let's let's blow through some MLW. Fuck yes, Calvin Tankman. All right, I'm going to stop you right here. <laughs> I wanted to start with him. I understand. Yeah, like, I like the story arc. with Cal- How many times am I going to watch Calvin Tankman beat up a little kid? Well, you might not have to watch him too much longer because he's finding his way pretty immediately, it looks like, into the World Heavyweight Championship picture. I understand, but he beat the shit out of Zenshi twice. And now he's beating up Laredo Kid. Hey, Laredo oh, okay. Kid challenged Kenny Omega for the AAA championship, 
And he had a great match against Leo Rush a few weeks ago. Yeah. Where he unfortunately yeah. lost his Cruiserweight champion. He lost both of them. You want to know why? Because he's a fucking loser. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. Your fucking boys, the Lowe's Parks, wrestled against Contra. Two fucking God. teams I couldn't give less of a shit about. At least it was Davari in there with uh, Simon Gotch. Uh, it was it's it was fucking as bad, if not worse, as every other Los Parks tag team match we've seen since the restart. This is bad shit, dude. They have L.A. Park moments of brilliance where he fucking does the little dance. He does a dive to the outside, but everything in between is fucking garbaggio, dude. It was bad. Now, let me just add, because I did not enjoy this. I watched this this afternoon, which is why I threw out a little Kevin Von Erich Hammerhead Shark reference before. Um, L.A. Park, and then there is the Hijo de L.A. Park, and then That's there is, and then there is the Hijo de Hijo de L.A. Park. No, I forget what the fuck his name is, too, but he's like the guy who's not the champ. He's always wearing a different color. He was he's involved. The- Everyone's involved, and everybody's shit. Yep. The one thing I did like was that Injustice came out and it looked like they cost uh, they cost the uh, Contra guys the tag team titles. That's kind of the way they played into it. Who but does? Like oh, sorry, I like Tony. Injustice. I like the way they get involved with everything. I'm glad they're giving Contra shit, so more power to them. Who you does the say? commentary with St. Lorraine? Oh, that's... um. Oh, fuck. What the fuck is his name? Son of a bitch. Mm. I'll fucking look it up real quick. All right. Well, they suck, so I'm just going to put that out. <laughs> uh, look, this, MLW is souring on me, man. It's souring on me. I did not enjoy this match. Um, Rich Bukini. That's it. <clears throat> Rich Bukini. I liked when he was with AJ uh, Kirsch. You know, I kind of like St. Laurent because I think I think he adds a little bit more depth, and he actually sounds like he's like more professional. I don't mind him. I did not. I do not. I did not enjoy them this show. And you know what? I'm not. I don't want to go out and say that I don't enjoy them at all. Just this show, I was particularly annoyed with Saint Laurent and his fucking mouth. Which I'm sure there's people listening to this who are annoyed by my mouth. So tough shit. There you go. (laughs) The match broke down. Contra gets involved. Fucking injustice gets involved. Lowe's Parks win. They're still your tag team champions. Why does now? Okay. I have a lot of questions here. If you're not watching MLW, you should just to keep up with this because Tony's the MLW expert. And this is a big drop off from fucking Filthy Island, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Well, last week they gave us what they give us. MLW Underground was last week. So it was like old school shit. And why does L.A. Park get a shot at Alexander Hammerstone? I don't understand this. I hope he drops his. I hope he drops his fucking LA pork right on his head with that nightmare pendulum, like he fucking broke Savio Vega's legs that time. I hope he fucking wrecks him. And and another question, okay? Is Selena running Promociones Del Rado or is it Aztec no. Underground? She sold it out to Lucha Azteca. So it's Aztec Underground. Or whatever Aztec Underground, whatever it's called. Yeah. Okay, okay. So she we, still manages Mil Muertes and Los Parks, but she sold the promotion to, somebody. to these guys that are doing the Aztec Underground, whatever it's called. Right. I think it's going to be, uh, the, the, what's his nuts from uh, Lucha Underground? No, I know. I know who you mean. What's his uh, name? Uh, King Cuerto? No, no. King Cuerto is Ray Phoenix. No. Quado. It's Quado. King Cuerto is El Fantasma. Who's the Who's the, the guy? The, I know who you're talking Dario about. Dario Cueto. Dario Cueto, yeah. All right. So I got Cueto right. Look at that. Look at me. 
Uh, Pat myself in the old back. Yeah, and there. King Cuerno is Santos Escobar. There you go. So what else did we learn in this episode? We learned that uh, Selena De La Renta was given Alicia a toot shit, and she said something about uh, Holiday being Holiday's boy toy or some shit. They have the most tremendous back and forth on social media. It's incredible. Who, Alicia, Alicia and Selena? Alicia and Selena. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, Alicia- I don't know a whole lot about MLW, but they go at each other with gloves off. Oh, like, no, Alicia's so funny. She's- She's smart like that. She's been doing that with Holiday for a while, too. And it's funny because uh, Alicia Toot runs to uh, Dynasty, bro. And she's like, what are you telling her that I'm your I'm your boy toy and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, why would I even fucking mention you in a sentence? And Hammer's like, yo, you two kind of have a thing going on here. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know, man. You know, the two of you. Look, this is the journalistic integrity of Tony over here. He's looking mm. for the gossip. That's right. Fuck yeah, dude. I no, call you skip up. over the fact that Hammerstone said, if if they're giving you a problem, you come to the dynasty, we'll take care of it. That seems like a dynasty face turn. Tony right. puts well, the T in TMZ. Bro. Okay, at least for Hammer. Nelly is here. Hi, Nelly. Uh, say hi. Nelly. Tony, so I feel like Tony could be a reporter for TMZ. He you know loves what the I like, Kev? What? I love what? the fact that Matt's favorite wrestler, Gino Medina, is in a feud right now with fucking... Funky, <laughs> cold fucking Gringo Loco. <laughs> oh, that's big money. That's a big money feud, baby. Well, look, he says Gringo Loco is a fake luchador. Well, kind mm. of. There we go. Nelly's Who is that? Gringo Loco? Fat He's dude. Gringo Loco. Yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, so they're feuding over the name Gringo Loco. Who is Gino Medina's father in Gringo's Locos? What am I missing? His father's oh, not Gringo Art Bar. Loco. I'm of somebody else. No, his, his father is not Art Bar. His father is definitely not Eddie Guerrero. So who was the other? who are the other guys in Gringo's Locos? I feel like we talked about this recently. We are Art Bar. <laughs> Art Bar. We are Art Bar. <laughs> We don't set the bar. We art bar. Let's see who was in Los Gringos. Lo- Los Gringos Locos. Margaritas made with fresh lemons. Nope, that's not what we're looking for. Well, oh, that's the joint in Jersey City. Yeah, it, it's it's a truck, isn't it? Might not be what you're looking for. Uh, they do have a truck. Yes, the tacos are not good. All right, so his father is definitely not Luis Piccoli. His father's not Conan. So it's got to be either Black Cat or El Misterioso. El Mysterioso is Sin Cara, right? Maybe that kind of sounds. No. Maybe. We are the bar? No, Mysterioso is just Mysterioso. Ah. Um, He. Let's see. Why? I should just look up Gino Medina. He wrestled as Rey Mysterio 2, given the great honor by his mentor. Hmm. This doesn't say if he has any kids. It might just be a storyline thing. It might not be like a real. Yeah, but then why would they fucking mention that, you know? Because it's a storyline, I guess, right? Gino Medino. El Intocable. <laughs> Doing research. He was trained by Booker T, Lo- by the way, which is kind of sad because I don't really think much of uh, Gino Medina in the ring so far. Well, Black Cat Cat is dead. Well, that doesn't mean he couldn't be his father. I'm just saying. Black Black Cat was born in 1954. Oh. Wasn't Black Cat Guerrero? 
No, was Guerrero Black Tiger? was Black Tiger. Yeah, Guerrero was Black Tiger. I think it's just a storyline thing. That's just yeah. a weird thing, though. Like, oh, my father was in Los Gringos Locos. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's just I suck up Los Gringos Locos. Wait, so thought. you think? Wait, Tony, you? I mean, you watch MLW on the regular, and you've seen Gringo Loco, correct? Oh yeah, I've seen Gringo Loco. Does any part of you feel like his father screams? It's not. It's not Gringo Loco. It's <laughs> Gino Medino saying his father was in Gringo's uh, Locos, and uh, Gringo Loco is not doing a service to the name Gringo's Locos because he is a fake luchador. All right, I'm gonna sit the next couple plays out here. Then you guys, you guys know way more about this than I do. I'm vehemently searching as we talk about it. They don't even have his his profile on Reality of Wrestling doesn't even have who his father is. So Matt, maybe his might, father uh, is Chicano Power. You know what? I'm just going to tweet it at him. Maybe his father is Otto von Clarkenfark. Just tweet Gino Medina, who's your daddy? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. Another guy who will fucking call us a bunch of losers. Yeah, we're going to get blocked from everybody. <laughs> so what else happened? Um, you tell us, T-Dunk. We had Calvin Tankman take on who did he take on? It wasn't it was Laredo Kid and they had a good back and yes. forth match. Um here's the thing. Calvin Tankman is gonna be a name. He's not at that level. He's not close to that level yet. But you can see brilliance there. Yeah. I think that dude's gonna be a big star. Like if not like for WWE for somebody. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, like, he's still a ways away. Like, he'd either have to really take off or really start getting into it. You know what I'm saying? Or just get signed to 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 NXT and then just let NXT develop him. You know what I mean? Like, you can develop someone who might be raw, but you just see so much future and that you just want to snag up right away. Oh, that's fair. That that's a fair point. Um, we get a main event. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, Paro made his debut back from that's all Japan, right. and he beat uh Dugan in like under two minutes has squashed him and he's challenging mil muertes so we've got an upcoming matchup against mil, uh, mil muertes a, next hoss, week, a hoss battle gonna be a fucking and dude maybe he's gonna help us find salvio vega buried in mexico somewhere wherever that is tony before we get to the main event let's ask you a question kevin you can play along here too right tom waller did filthy island the von erics want to do wrestle island what kind of specialties do the von erics bring they had their own sort of flair to wrestle island uh bull rope matches maybe maybe barefoot matches on hot coals hot coals yeah hot coal match that's it tony you nailed it it's hawaii i mean look it's von erics and it's hawaii so you got to kind of mix the two together maybe they have a local local i was gonna say maybe 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 a pig roast match that's what i was saying a luau match you know Get a couple of the Lukey Lukey girls in the back doing some dancing while they're beating the shit out of each other. Some guys fucking twirling the fire sticks, like spitting fire and shit like Ricky Steamboat. That'd be fucking awesome. Please tell me they're actually called Lukey Lukey girls and you just didn't. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They look here and they looky looky there. All right. There you go. You just, you cleansed yourself. (laughs) That was perfect. Uh, what about what about what about a uh, a a cave dive match or a, a cliff dive match? Oh, I, didn't I like push that. A, <laughs> like a king like, of the hill. Yeah, like uh, like you know how Global did the uh, the bungee cord match. 
do a, a cliff dive match. Wait, 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 wait. Global did a bungee cord match? Global Wrestling Federation. Chaz and somebody else had a bungee, bungee match. How come I, I who it was. fucking know this? This it sounds was, amazing. It was probably the greatest part of my childhood coming home and watching Global Wrestling, Global Championship Wrestling after every day. It was, it was on every day on ESPN at 3 o'clock. Every day. And they uh, they built it up. It was, And this always kills me. I forget who it was against. He never made a huge mark other than global, I don't think. Unless, obviously, if you want to count territories. Stephen Dane. Yeah, there you go. Stephen Dane and Versus Chaz. Chaz in the bungee match from GWF Wait. 1992. Not Chaz from the Headbangers, was it? No, Chaz. Like, long-haired Chaz. His father was Tugboat Taylor. Mainstay in global. Light heavyweight champion. Chaz. Oh, God. You gotta watch. You gotta you gotta get up on your global, baby. I gotta brush up on global. You know what? It's funny because after I watched Fusion today, um, today a couple, yeah, I I watched it to refresh the main event. Uh, I got recommendations from IWA in Puerto Rico, and they had a fucking junkyard match where these two guys beat the shit out of each other in a junkyard. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, I, I gotta brush up. It's kind of like the. What was like the match in WCW that like William Regal and Finley had the uh, oh the one where everybody got hurt the, the yeah garage. where Finley almost lost his career and, and his leg I think that was also like a junkyard match or was that like a a, a, a car a pound match or something like that the impound it was just cars everywhere shit, right yeah yeah this one this one was this one was probably like that because there were a lot of cars around like somebody got somebody got slammed on a transmission that was just sitting in the middle of the fucking lot it was fucking hysterical. God. Vicious shit. Wholesale Vicious value. Shit. Puerto Rico, man. Seriously. That looks Dude, I would, fine. That's a bucket list thing. To watch wrestling in Puerto Rico is probably a whole different experience altogether. Like, go to Puerto Rico and watch an IWA show or, uh, uh, God, what's the other one? Uh, C, uh, what's a uh, Cologne? WWC. WWC, yeah. Oh. Like, watching those shows are probably on a whole yeah. other level live. Fuck that. I value my life more than that shit. Fuck no. They're, they're fucking riotous down there. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I pulled. The, uh, I had to see what this bungee match is about. <laughs> of course. I remember right. a big red cage at the top. That's where they fought, they fought, they fought in. They yeah, they put them in like a cage, and then a crane lifts them up in the yeah. air. So now they're in the air. Right now, all you could see is someone's feet just doing this. The, there's no camera up in the crane, and if there is, I have yet to see it. It looks like Manny Fernandez is doing commentary. I I can't. Okay, it looks like there's so. This thing is fucking high in the air. Yeah. Oh, here we go. He's picking him up now, and he's gonna. He's choking him. Oh God, this is this might be a watch along. This is real deal, boys. Can you share this real quick? Can you click a button or two? Uh, I can pull the volume up. I've never heard of this before. I I gotta see the share screen. So these guys have like these harnesses on. Yeah, you got You just gotta watch this. This is this is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, the cord is like bright yellow. Like it's like, and it's like almost kind of looks like one of those like accordions that would like pop out of like a a snake tube. It's like that thick. I think it's like bright yellow, and it it looks. It's just the memory I have as a kid. The match is only seven minutes long, but it is worth it's worth checking out. I'm gonna have to watch this thing. Yeah, yeah and it looks like Steve Chaz Dane, is going Steve out. Dane kind of reminds me of stunning Steve Austin. 
if I remember correctly. He has like the blonde hair, but kind of like balding in the front. I could be way off, but I'm pretty sure that's who I think. Oh, he just got tossed. And we're watching wrestling. Sorry. <laughs> and and ladies and gentlemen, that's your Patreon exclusive watch along for the month of April. Steve Ooh, Dame yeah. flying around. Uh, after Tom Waller hears about Von Erich's Wrestle Island, he's fucking pissed. He said the Von Erich's ruined Filthy Island. He's challenging the, the Von Erichs to wrestle violence and, and whatever the fuck that dumb tag team is, Guarini and Kevin Koo. He's challenging ACH. He's challenging ACH to wrestle Kevin Koo next week. He's just throwing out challenges for everyone. Ta- Tom Lawler's fired up. Buku Dow wants to fight TJP. He's tired of being bullied, so that's yep. still going on. Good. Uh, we get our top five PWI tag teams. Don't care. Oh, I love games. There's no possible way, Kevin, you could name three tag teams in in MLW. MLW. Uh, Dynasty, bro. Dynasty, bro, is not a tag team in the top five. Uh, uh, Contra Unit. Contra Unit comes in at number three, Simon Gotch and Davari. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're uh, number two. My apologies. Um, What's the uh, Injustice? Are they a team? Injustice comes in at number four. Bam. Uh uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, you mentioned something with Koo before. Is Koo in there? Is he, is he number two? Is Koo two? Violence is forever. Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo are number three. So you're just missing right, the I'll one take- and the five, Kevin. Uh, so the hearts are no longer a thing, I imagine. Uh, the five, the five. You're never going to get the five. Is it the Medino? Is it the Funky Cold Medinas? It's not the Funky Cold Medinas. <laughs> Number five is the Dirty Blondes. Yeah, they're, they're fairly new. I don't think they've won a match yet. And come on, Kev. Number one. Come on. Uh, oh, the Von Erics. Yes. You Thank you. Kevin, four out of five. Impressive. Just name more tag teams than I knew in the MLW. Like six... Dude, I honestly wanted to, I wanted to watch it today. But I wanted to make sure that like I knew like everything else about everything before I chimed in on on MLW, which I know little to nothing about anymore. But I, it wasn't it wasn't the back of my mind to to try to watch it. I will watch it going forward though. That's for sure. The big main event: Jordan Oliver taking on uh, Jacob what'd Fatu. You, what'd you think? I thought it was okay. Okay, uh, I thought it was better than average. Now, I don't know if it was on my end. Was your YouTube weird? Like, there was a weird cut in the middle? Yes. Okay, like, so it wasn't just me. The match, they edited where the commentators were talking over each other, and then they like it was a charge in the corner, and it would just cut. Yeah, because they were it just like up. this weird, like, they were like, our next super show is Never Say Never on March 20-something. Like, in the middle, it was just super random. Yeah. It it kind of it was a weird a weird thing, but uh, I thought Jordan Oliver looked good. I think he had great strategy. I think they told a good story, where Fatu would just come up, you know, like after the hope spots, just beat him down. He went for the fucking moonsault and his leg gave out. So Jordan Oliver fucking worked that leg that played into the match into the finish. Good stuff. I like how fucking Myron Reed uh, took out Davari with the super kick, and it was kind of seeming like holy shit. There's a couple of times though where I notice. Like in, in matches like this where people started getting involved, that things just seem to fall apart for no reason. It's big time in the LA parks, but it happened here. It was it was subtle, 
but I feel like sometimes they just wind up standing around staring at each other. Like nobody knows what to do next. And it, I think it hurt the match a little bit, but overall was, I thought Jordan Oliver stepped up big time. He was fucking great telling the story. I like how the, the rest of Contra wound up playing back into it after Fatu gets the win. They were going to body bag him and shit. And then who comes out for the save, Matt? Calvin, Calvin Tankman. Fucking tank. Just taking out all the all the Contra soldiers. Taking out taking out Fatu. The two fucking battle of the horses was right there, brother. The fucking Tankman and Fatu, which is weird. Like I was saying earlier, I don't think Tankman's on that level yet, but it looks like they're fucking skyrocketing him to a, a championship match. I know his uh, Tankman's body of work outside of MLW is very good. And like GCW, he's very impressive. So I think what you're seeing on MLW maybe is like a sample size. Maybe you need to go out and see more Calvin Tankman because I don't think we're getting the full Calvin Tankman show. I think putting him in in there with uh, Jacob Fatu is going to be a home run. My question to you, Tony and Kevin, feel free uh, to chime in here, too. How long are we going to wait until meet Castle? Jacob Fatu. Well, if it wasn't for the fact that Los Parks are the tag team champions, I was thinking maybe LA Park might win that national championship, but there's no way they fucking do that. They can't do that. It's impossible. Why would they put more gold on fucking LA Park? I don't know, dude. I don't know, but it's been a long time coming and they sort of gotten away from it. They got away from the Mads Kruger thing, it looks like at this point. So, I don't know where the fucking Meat Castle stands. I, I don't know. Now, have we ever gotten the... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Have we gotten the Jacob Fatu Hammerstone extended feud at all? No. No. I think pre-COVID, I think that is was the path we were on. That, to me, is the money match of all money matches. Right. So... I think it's only a matter of time. It's inevitable. Like in terms of storyline, I can't really honestly speak to that because I don't know where they are. But if if you're MLW and you're not building towards uh, Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu, then then you're doing something wrong. But I think that they are. I think court those guys are smart. They know what they're doing. They may not put together according to you guys a, a great weekly show, but I think big picture they got like. Fatu Hammerstone is freaking box office. Absolutely. I agree. A couple things of note. Hammerstone is the only person to ever uh, wear the national open heavyweight, uh, open weight championship. He won the inaugural tournament. He has yet to lose the title. So maybe they're waiting to have uh, someone, you know, take the title off of him, be a big impact. Maybe they'll strap a rocket to him in the, to have him be the number two. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to when we get to see Hammerstone and Fatu Tangle. I mean, both those guys are, are bona fide main eventers to me anywhere. Uh, I think when Fatu came in, God, how long has he been? How long has he been in there? A couple years now, right? Maybe three. Yeah, he won the title at the 2019 November pay per view. The all only right, pay per view. So, all did. right, so he's he probably, been- he, when he showed up. Like he like just screams like look at me like he's like that Samoan that probably gravitates or deserves to gravitate more attention than probably anyone since God I'm gonna throw out a big name I'm gonna say since Yokozuna man like to me he has star power 
anywhere he wants to go written all over him. Matt, uh, just just so you know, uh, Kings of Coliseum, July 6, 2019 was when Jacob Fatu beat Tom Lawler for the championship. So as of today, 612 days as champion. It's been that fucking long. All right. See, I didn't even know that. So that just that just further laments basically what I was saying is that if a company, no matter how big or no, how small, believes in you to have them be your champion or have you be their champion for 600 days, basically almost two years which we don't see anymore you'll get your one-year reign like you'll get your i think like oscar had a great reign in wwe and you know you could probably rattle them off by the the boatloads but for a company like that who kind of thrives on spontaneity and and kind of relies on shock value to get people to watch their show wwe wwe doesn't need to do anything to get you to watch their show and here's you're gonna watch their show regardless a company like MLW needs to constantly be fresh to get people in, but consistency on your top, on the top of your card is huge. And it's almost kind of, of lost. And the fact that MLW is committed to Jacob Fatu and even to a lesser extent, not a lesser extent, but a different extent with a different championship with Hammerstone. That's huge. Well, here, here's the huge statistic above that, Kev. Alexander Hammerstone uh, won the tournament final against Brian Pillman Jr. to become the first and so far only national openweight champion. He won that title on June 1st, 2019 at Fury Road. So he's running right now at 647 days as and champion. See, and see, that's so great. And I don't, like I said, I don't, I have my like ebbs and flows with MLW, but that to me is something that is so lost in wrestling is consistent consistency as your top champions. And like I said before, like it happens, like you'll get your good runs in WWE. You'll, I, I couldn't tell you who's, who, like who's been the longest AEW champion. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who the longest impact champion was, but all I know is that every few months you will see a title change. The fact that MLW was stuck with these two guys for as long as they have as their top singles guys. And that's no discounting. What is it? There's a middleweight championship too, right? Right. Uh, the, the uh yeah the cruiserweight championship yeah oh, so middleweight. you're right middleweight so i'm not discrediting that i don't know the history of that belt but the fact that you have fatu and hammerstone champion since 2019 that's a lost art in professional wrestling and something that kudos mlw for that kudos jacob fatu and kudos hammerstone bro well it's don't forget too it's also kudos corona because you know a lot of that wound up you know, keeping the belt on a bunch of these guys for a long time. Too. All right. That's fair. That's a fair. No, I, I, I get your point, point though, but, because but we don't know that they wouldn't go that way anyway. True. But like, like we talked about earlier though, they were, you know, all, all signs were pointing to this collision, you know, months. Yeah, yeah but, you're right. You're right. But who knows? Because now we've got Mads Kruger who's still involved with Hammerstone. Uh, we've got Fatu who's, uh, you know, been fighting off all these other challenges that have been coming up most recently, as we know, Jordan Oliver. Now he's got Calvin Tankman to worry about. So who knows? Uh, maybe maybe these guys, this is just a way of building these other guys up, lining them up for Fatu, and then Hammerstone's eventually going to be the one to knock them down. So, I'm I mean, it's smart it, yeah. booking. It's smart booking that they're making. Look, Jordan Oliver coming out of this thing looks like a million bucks because he took it to Fatu and he came this close to winning. You know, he told a great story. Take out the legs, take out the legs, and it almost worked. So, are they pushing Jordan Oliver as a top guy now? Like have, heavyweight, event? yes. But I mean, it's it, you know, injustice is him and Myron Reed, and they've they've always been pushing Myron Reed as a top guy. You know, he was your last uh, middleweight champion. You know, he lost to uh, Leo Rush. So, 
You know, you got two two guys they have a lot of faith in in injustice right now. And they always mention Cotto Brazil on how like he's their fallen how he's their fallen buddy and how um MLW took him out. So I don't know if there's anything in the future about them bringing him back. I don't know what the story is with him, but who knows? Who knows? But it plays into the history between Contra and um, and uh, Injustice. So, you know. Do you know if they announced anything else for next week besides Gringo Loco and Gino Medina? I know Paro and Milhuertes is in two weeks. Is um, is L.A. Park against Hammerstone next week? Oh, yeah. Week? That might be it. You might be right there. And L.A. Park is La Parca. Like, he's La Parca. He's WCW La Parca. Yes. God. Yes. Because the other guy has passed away. Yes. What a career L.A. Park has had. God. Still adding more gold. God. And the, and the fact that he's still, like, a, like he's a credible main eventer in MLW. That's, a, that's amazing. That's, a, like, that's so cool to me. Like, he could be, you know what he, he kind of reminds me of? And I should be saying the other guy reminds me of him. It's like, I see Penta as like a super top main event guy anywhere. Like if he went to WWE, I think he could be a main eventer. I think he could be, he should be a world champion at some point in AEW. And I think he will be or wherever he goes. Penta? In fact, I think Penta a hundred percent. See, I got impact put, former impact champion. I got to put, think, right? I got to put Phoenix over him. I think Phoenix is, is younger. He moves quicker. He's a lot uh, smoother. But I he, do, he doesn't have that. And this is probably what he, I, I imagine he gets some of this from LA Park. He doesn't have that aura. Phoenix doesn't have that aura that, and it's nothing against Phoenix. I think Phoenix is absolutely phenomenal. He doesn't have that aura that like Penta, like Penta could be either really evil or really like awesome. Like I think Penta is a future. I think I thought Penta was going to be a main event guy when they brought him to AEW. And he, he still could be, like I said, a, that's another thing that AEW does so great is that they make you believe that people are main eventers whenever they want you to believe they're main eventers. But I digress back to ML dubs. I think, I think we covered everything for MLW at this point. So we did, we did cover all things MLW. So that's MLW. That's raw. Hmm. Wow. And there was a freaking pay-per-view last night and we're going to go into the second hour with it. That's huge. That's actually, that's actually smart radio. It is a hot hour. Kev, I don't, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but if somebody that we know watched a little Impact this past week too, maybe we could talk about Impact real quick. Oh, so we want to be the, you want, you want the pay, the PPV to be the main event? Well, Kev, we, we, we still got a little ways to go. I mean, there was also a show on Wednesday that we got to cover, you know. So, yeah, well, I mean, that's obsolete when you have a pay per view on Sunday. <laughs> There's a ton too. There's New Japan Cup started. All right, well let's let's do a little impact ski. What do we got? Did we watch impact this week? Is impact covered? Damn right we covered impact. Fuck Damn right yeah. I watched impact. Fuck yes. Live tweeted the heck out of it. We got a lot of great response from our dear good friends over at Impact Wrestling. I think the big story coming out of Impact though is a return of an old favorite who will be challenging at sacrifice for the women's world championship, and that is O D Mother F N B. She is back, and she will be taking. Doesn't she still grab her cooter too? No, no, not now. No. First of all, I don't. I'm not familiar with that word. Um, cooter. Second of all, her box, her privates, her she, mouth, her she grabs, she grabs the upper region. Of Baby her, maker. She grabs the upper box. region of her anatomy. 
Grabs your uh, stomach. Upper upper region. Her titties. The Alaska the Alaska of her anatomy, if you will. <laughs> Them fun bags. That's it. Ah, oh, and this is if, you, if she doesn't if she she doesn't pull punches about it, so I guess we can say it. It's all fair. Her Arby's. No, Arby's is below the belt. That's her old double her old double D's. She used to she grabbed her privates though, right? Like I'm not crazy. She grabbed. I she, I just remember her grabbing the old, uh, you know, knock knock knock. Who's theirs? That's she what I grabbed the old double cheddar. She's very Again. handsy, so old, she probably grabbed it all. <laughs> Again, not familiar with that. Thing. We have the meats. She's got the teats and the meats. <laughs> All right, so that was impact, everybody. Back after this. Holy shit, I'm red. Oh, man. Oh, my God. You're lucky I was away from the trigger. I would have fucking absolutely hit the commercials at that point. Kevin, we got to see your man, Black Taurus, in a triple threat match with Ace Austin and Chris Bay for the number one contendership of the X Division. Taurus Hogan, as I like to call him. Taurus did not come out on the winning end. Dude, I'm telling you, Taurus, like, I have nightmares about Taurus. Like, at, like legit nightmares about this motherfucker. That's a big, that's a big, scary looking dude. Is it the ring through the nose but, or yeah, his chiseled uh, body? Again, it's, it's everything. It's just, he's, he's, he's like Mantar. He's like a more sophisticated Mantar. How dare you? I mean, I'm, I, I, thought, I thought that was a compliment. Mantar is very sophisticated. Oh, okay. So you thought I was insulting Mantar. That's How where you dare draw you? The line. That's where you draw the line in the sand. I have more respect for Mantar than other people who should have been on the show tonight. Oh, well, of course. Of course. This, I think I'll, also the, the second biggest story is uh, always refi Matt Cardona. Referee to match between Eddie Edwards and my dear, good, dear, good personal close friend, Brian Myers. Uh, Brian Myers tried to cheat. Matt Cardona said, uh-uh! caught him loading up his uh, his arm uh, his arm pad, elbow pad, with the uh, with the with the foreign object, aka for the roster cut, which is his clothesline. So, uh, I'm sorry, what? The roster cut is 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 uh, Myers' finishing move. He throws a lariat. Oh, big time lariat! Kevin, I need you to take off your. Bias glasses. How did Matt Cardona do as a referee? Matt Cardona's fine, man. There's as a referee. Oh, as a referee. Fuck, fuck, fuck. If I know, what, what, what do I know about refereeing? Come on, you know, fine. you know who the top tier referees are. You know who bad referees are. Mike Tyson, terrible referee. All right, as, all right. So we got to preface it as special referee. Okay, in the realm of special referees, where does always ready Matt Cardona fall? Top five. Top five. Oh yeah, big time, big time top five. There you go, easily top five. Woo! He he can't be a good referee because he can only count to two, two, two. You know it. Wolf. Wolf, get it. Uh. <laughs> Anytime someone says wolf, I just have to go with the, the get it. I, I, yeah, I got this down. Uh, Tennille Dashwood versus Havoc. Tennille is a uh, on a. On the climb, gets a little winsky. Does Tanil still have a uh, Caleb with a K? Um, oh God, it's such a shame. Havoc, Havoc is like my favorite wrestler ever right now. <laughs> my my internet 
my internet is unstable at this point. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's impacted in a nutshell. But no, I love it. No, no, no. Tell, tell me about TJP hanging out with Johnny Swinger. Oh, in Swinger's Palace? Yeah, what's this palace looking like? Is it like I oh, think it's it looks like, like? It's like basically a casino, and they hate Fala for some reason. I don't know how you could hate what? Fala. Yeah, what the fuck? But Fala doesn't get involved in anything, and they, they disenfranchise him. What kind of punishment is Eric Young going to bestow on Cody Diener? Uh-oh. That's a great question. I think that's TBD. So... I don't know, but uh, I will tell you about the, the old, the old sale X division, which is still the most convoluted set of circumstances that's ever existed in wrestling. But Ace Austin looks like he will be the guy to challenge TJP. Looks like it. Yeah, they have a yeah. match scheduled for a sacrifice this weekend at the Impact Plus special show. Yeah, oh, good. I was gonna say, is that a pay per view? No, this is this is a lot. Listen, I love these Impact Plus things. I think you have uh, the Good Brothers versus Finjuice, I believe. Yes. How was that? Uh, how was their eight man tag match eight against? Man? Oh, I love. Listen, you can't go wrong. Like, dude, I love like that they put Dallas and Ace back together on the same page, and they're no longer as much as I love Russell House. Love that they're serious ass dudes now and just uh, doing their shit. Uh, uh, the the good brothers are the good brothers, man, and we saw what the, we saw what they can do. We see what they can do on every single show that they they wrestle on. So, it's uh, impact is impact is impact, man. It's like I said, it's my my most fun that I have during the week, other than doing this show, is watching impact and tweeting it and getting the interaction. De- Deanna Perrazzo put us over huge because she fought Tasha Steeles on uh on Tuesday and Jordan and, Grace, right? In a three way. I thought it was singles. Okay. I thought it was just her versus Tasha, but I could be wrong. Unless I'm confusing my weeks. I definitely could be wrong. Because um, I remember I tweeted something at Deanna. That could have been two weeks ago for all I fucking know. But then she was like repping Jersey always. And it got a whole lot of traction on the Twitter. But then I forgot that Tasha Steeles is also from Jersey. Uh-oh. Uh, she's from Newark. And, uh, and uh, Deanna is from Hackensack or Hackettstown. Hackettstown, yeah. yeah. So sacrifice this weekend, Kevin. This is what we're looking at. Rich Swan, me, against, Rich Swan against Moose. <sighs> your Impact World Champion against your TNA Champion, which is now officially recognized, by the way. And uh, this is title for title, or this is just for one belt? I think it's just for Impacts. <sighs> what? It's this a title match. It doesn't say. Let me see. Ba 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 ba. The Good Brothers defend their titles against Finn Juice. Uh, X Division's on the line as TJP takes on Ace Austin. The women's tag team titles are on the line as Fire and Flava take on Jordan Grace and Jazz. Um, so maybe it is not a title for title. Maybe it's just a match. I think. I think it's. I think the Impact Championship is on the line. Then Swan's got to win that, then, right? No, it's t- no. dude. He's sorry. He's got to go, bro. I am with Matt 100%. Why would they just make it for one championship then? Because yeah. if you make it for both, it makes the ending too because obvious. Because I think that makes more sense towards Moose's goal. Like his goal was to, to get an impact championship shot. And like Scott Demore just all of a sudden out of nowhere just kind of buckled and gave it to him. 
Like he's yeah, been he also, he's been wanting this shot for a while. So then, if Moose wins the Impact Championship, then what was the whole point of the TNA Championship being recognized as a world title? Because Moose then becomes the belt collector, and you know who collects belts, Tony? Kenny uh, Omega. You know uh, who else uh, collects uh, belts? Your fuckboy in Japan. <laughs> yeah, Kota Ibushi. That's not very nice. I'm not very nice about Kota Ibushi. He's upset a lot of people. They're making him the first ever IWGP world champion. They're, destroy, they're destroying the lineage of the IWGP heavyweight championship. And fucking boy, Naito, as far as I know, fucking lost to Great Okan, didn't he? That fucking old crippled fuck. Yeah, Naito's hurt. So is Okada has some slipped discs in his back. He's out of the New Japan Cup. He lost to Shingo. Hey, you know who's got a championship? Who? Goyce. Goyce. Well, they're elevating the Never Openweight Championship. That's going to be their secondary title. He got a first round bye because he is the Never Openweight Champion. Bye-bye. Didn't Evil get a bye, too? Evil did get a bye, I'm going to guess, for winning last year's New Japan Cup. Oh, well, there you go. But now Evil's got to face Jeff Cobb. Oh, fuck. Who did Jeff Cobb do? He wrestled Watto, didn't he? It was like a, like a six-man did tag you match. Did Dunkaroo and the fucking Into the Tour of the Islands? Fucking hula hula rules, man. Hula hula the Pineapple Man and uh, Kojima had an awesome first-round match. Kojima, first ever uh, MLW world champion. Yes. Excellent match, too. The great Okan Naito. I get what they're doing with the great Okan. Uh, his fucking teeth. He's just not. It's just he's not there yet. No, he's not. He's not. And I it, don't think. I don't think Watto's there yet either. No, Watto's not. But Watto's not. Like, look. You look at all the feuds Great Okan has been involved with. He's wrestled Okada, Tanahashi, and now he's got a win over Naito. Yep. And he's advancing in the New Japan Cup. Uh, Kenta beat Juice Robinson in the first round in an excellent match. Uh, tai Chi lost to Hiroki Goto, which broke my little heart. Good, a fucking singing prick. How, why? Why do you have to disrespect? Sucks. Why? That's why. Very, you're very hot about this. I'm going to call him Otto Von Sings Never Good Guy. Uh, Toriano beat Bad Luck Fale. Fucking Yano. Of course he did. Um, <laughs> What am I forgetting? I don't know. No, hold on. Just give me, a, give me two seconds to think the about it. Shingo beat o- Okada, which was an awesome match. Okay. Awesome. And I like Shingo well, to Takagi's win. Takagi's had some great fucking matches lately. Who am I forgetting? Somebody's from uh, that, that. Toriano, Hiroki Goto. Takagi had a great Chi. match with Cobb at um at uh, the January 4th show. And then he was the one that lost. He lost it to Tanaha show, yes. right? Yeah. Takagi's been fucking having some great matches. Tatanka. Dun, 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 Sorry, dun, I feel dun. like I'm missing one match from the New Japan Cup. Ah, Minoru, Suzuki, and Hanoma. The Native American Takagi. Oh, boy. Matt, could you repeat that? Minoru, Suzuki, and Honma. They, <gasps> Honma Mania. He, they beat the fucking shit out of each other. It's the best Honma's looked in a very long time. The crazy old men, of course. How old's Honma? He's got to be in his 40s now. It was it was awesome. It was so awesome. Uh, like Kevin Kelly on commentary was like, "Honma doesn't belong in this tournament. He's not oh, good." I Yo, mean, do you do you think Maki okay, Matt, Ito? Matt you, Matt, you are right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tony. I'm sorry, Tony. Matt, you are right. Diana Perazu beat uh, fought Kiara Hogan and Jordan Grace on this past Tuesday's Impact Wrestling. So just want to clarify that. Sorry, Tony. Go ahead. 
That's all right. I was just making a point. Uh, do you think uh, Hanma, uh, Maki Ito stole her headbutt from Hanma? Yes. 100%. The Kokeshi? Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I fucking miss Hanma. I haven't seen a match of his in a long time. Dude, go. Fu- and I'm waiting for the English commentary to uh, to drop on uh, the New Japan world. So I did not see uh, the fourth night with Osprey and Tenzin and... Uh, uh, who else was on that card? Uh, Zack Saber Jr., Gabriel Kid, Kev, your boy Gabe Kid, he's fucking beefed up. up. He looks great. Did he get a win? What's he doing? Is he is he showing up? He's in the New Japan Cup. He's wrestling Will Osprey. I haven't watched that match yet, so I have to go back and watch that match, and I have to watch Osprey and uh, Hiroshi Tenzan. Oh, so he probably lost then, right? Probably, but I mean, look, he is British. He has a history with Will Ospreay. He looked great in the six- and eight-man tag matches. He's beefing up. Uh, so if he has a good showing with Ospreay, that's a good sign. They probably have a lot uh, a lot invested in the boy. Ah, my guy. Gabriel Kidd, if you're listening, you're not. KJG loves you. KJG you're loves you. The, the New Japan Strong Vehicle, too, on New Japan World Friday nights. Uh, they're doing qualifying matches for the new japan u.s cup the winner mm. of that gets moxley moxley interesting filthy tom lawler beat the dkc to qualify donkey kong country mm. donkey kong country yes and uh leo roosh roosh beat rocky romero to qualify fuck really rocky lost again to that fucking prick yeah well rocky Cut a promo. Oh, shit. I didn't even talk about that, too. Rocky cut a promo. He wants the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Kota Ibushi, El Desperado from the 49th anniversary show was awesome. That was, uh, yeah, because Desperado was the champ and he challenged him, right? Yes, he was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship and he challenged Ibushi for both belts. The winner of that match would become the first IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Wait, so he challenged Ibushi for the belts? I always thought that match was like a respect kind of thing. It's a, it's typically it's the match that they have on the anniversary show, but because of Hiromu's injury, because it was going to be Hiromu and Ibushi, mm. you would assume. I didn't think El Fantasma was beating Hiromu. I don't think so either. So they only had like th- the the turnaround was so small from Castle Attack to the 49th anniversary show that they just plugged El Desperado in there. But there was a built-in story there because El Desperado debuted in 2014 at Wrestle Kingdom, and his debut he challenged Kota Ibushi, who at the time was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. That's wild. Full That's circle. Comes around like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so the winner of this match gets crowned with the new championship. The winner of that match was going to become the first, the, there is no belt yet. They haven't made this belt yet. Okay. But I'm assuming they're starting to work on it. Yes. Because now he is being recognized as the IWGP world heavyweight champion. Okay. Jay White says he's going to beat Kota Ibushi and he's going to bring back the legacy of those titles. Fuck Jay White. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. Kota Bushi no. the champ. It's fuck Kota Bushi. Fuck loser. him. He wants 25 hours in a day. He thinks he's God. He is God. He's what not are you God. talking about? He's the goal. I should have worn my fucking Kota Yeah, Ibushi you should have, but you didn't. You didn't even have a wrestling shirt on before the show started. I'll throw you under the bus. Kayfabe, you fucking cock knocker. What the fuck? Kayfabe's dead, bro. Didn't you learn anything from Otto Von Schipans? 
Yeah, that's why he's not on the show tonight, you fucking rim. Yeah, because he's a fucking rim job. How do you like them apples? I don't like it. I hate rim jobs. If you are going to check out New Japan Strong, I highly recommend it. There is a gentleman by the name of Kevin Knight. No, not the Kevin Knight that we know. <laughs> much more talented, much more athletic, going to be a hey, superstar. What? Friend of the show, Kevin Knight. We Ke- got first, him on the Kevin show. Kevin Knight's not a friend. We're, none of, we're all over 15 years old. He's not a friend to us, okay? Allegedly. But, Oh, really? That's Dave LaGreca's boy, dude. Oh, Dave LaGreca, who tried to break up my marriage. Okay. Dave LaGreca tried to... Oh, Yeah, insinuating right. I... that Kate was my side piece. No, 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 no. He said you guys are a great team. That's all he said. You read into that, you fucking No, he is an insinuator. Dave LaGreca's been wearing a lot of great wrestling shirts lately, including the Shining Wizards. I don't see any other podcast shirts on the man's back. No. I would wear his shirt, but he gave me a 3XL, so. Ah, you suck. Fatty, fatty. I'm not a 3XL. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Keep making him fucking hot dog runs, you slob. Hey, <laughs> my hot dog extravaganza was fantastic. You didn't even tell us about it. Yeah, Do you want to hear yeah. about my hot dog extravaganza? Yes, please. I want to hear about you choking on six hot dogs. I'll tell you where I fucked up. Jimmy Buffs, man. What do you oh, mean? Wait, you got the potatoes on the dogs? What yes. did you do? Potatoes yes. on the dogs, man. Terrible decision. Why? That's the that's a that's a you know the Italian. Yes, but when you're doing a hot dog extravaganza, the potatoes you know what, that's take starch. up starch. Yeah, they take up valuable space. Yep, uh, and that's a lot of starch too because they. Uh, oh, they jammed that motherfucker. Yeah, they're heavy with the potatoes at Jimmy Buffs. And then, so we hit five hot dog places. Did we you start- go to the one in West Orange or the one in Cedar Grove? No, West, or, uh, Orange, West Orange. Come on. The one in East Hanover is closed. It's been closed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, West Orange. We're not doing no fucking comfortable bullshit. We're going to the OG spots, my man. Goddamn right. We started out in Buttsville. That's we right. went to Hot Dog Johnny's. Let me ask you guys a question. I've asked a lot you of people this question. Ended up in question. Buttsville, too. What is the deal with the fucking buttermilk? I have no oh. idea. I've never been to Hot Dog Johnny's. I've really? Never made the trip. I've yeah, I've never been to Hot Dog Johnny's either. It's awesome. Wait, you drink buttermilk? I've made pancakes with buttermilk. You don't drink buttermilk. It's fucking gross. First of all, pump. Th- I agree. I did not drink it. Rest in peace, Brian Cobb would chug a buttermilk when we would go. Yeah, but you would ruin your entire fucking hot dog fiesta. If it's you like a thing there. You can get a root beer or you can get a buttermilk. And people yeah, fucking. Do they, do, they, do they mix Oh, you know what? This does, this does sound familiar. Is so that, it flavored? Like, is it like no? A, is it like, it's uh, like fucking sour buttermilk. It's gross. Oh. Rhiannon's friend, who we took because he's from out of state, and he just he's been in Jersey for a couple years, but he likes hot dogs. So we were like, "You got to get a buttermilk, bro. You got to get the whole experience." He didn't drink it, the whole thing. Oh. You, know that you little. forced some fucking strange, like some friend of yours, to get a buttermilk, and you didn't even partake. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Well, you drank one. No. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Yes, metal eat metal eat jelly beans taste tasting like sweat socks, but he won't have a sip of buttermilk. All right, so I gotta ask you. You you went to Rutz Hut, you went to Hot Grill. Those are two in my neck of the woods. Did you when Did you, you go went to, to JJ's Hot Grill, Hot Grill, you get them all the way? Uh yes. Chili onions and mustard? Yes. Okay, and when you went to Rutz Hut, you got it with relish and mustard. I got my. I was. Uh, I got mine with just cheese. Oh, you should have got the relish, dude. That's what. Dude, goes to- I 
was not in a good play. So, Kevin, that was JJ's, your last stop, right? Yes, that JJ's was, was on the so list. Did. Hold on. Let me speak. JJ's was on the list. But by the time we got to Hot Grill, we were all starting to feel it. And also, when you just order hot dogs, people look at you like you're a fucking asshole. Well, because you're supposed to order the fries, the beverage. Right. Yes, of course. And then when you explain to people you're doing a hot dog adventure, like we walked into Rutt's Hut and the dude was like, I'm like, just give me a ripper. He was like, one? I'm like, whatever they're getting. And it was like four rippers. And he's like, four. I'm like, dude, this is a hot, this is a hot dog event. Like, this is the last stop. Like, You should have just went for it, dude. At that point, you got to uh, go for you broke. Know, no, because no, really- I didn't want to. F- I was like, I know my body. If I wanted I went, you to puke. I wanted you to puke see, in the car. I'm not eating it for you, asshole. I wasn't looking to puke. I still had to do a podcast. I didn't want to feel like shit. Yeah, none of that. So I was good, man. When I got there, it was like, I'm just going to take it easy. The relish is on the counter if you want it. I didn't want it. Dree's friend, he went all the way. He went all out. God bless him. He didn't eat all his potatoes on the Jimmy Buff dog, though. Uh, that's all right. What are you going to do? I wish I didn't. I came home. I fucking sat in my chair like a fucking lump of shit. Did Kevin leave? What happened? Nah, I don't know. He's against the internet. This is mad after the fucking hot dog run. <laughs> eh, come see, come saw. You oh, never know. Yeah, I muted myself. Holy shit. Uh, so that was New Japan. Uh, in a nutshell, I'll keep you updated on New Japan Strong and New Japan Cup as we move forward. Just a yeah, quick gonna, note. I'll hit you up. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll hit you up later for some recommends. Um, we'll go over because I want to watch some shit this week. I've been I've been getting back on a wrestling kick where I've been watching stuff every day now. So I'd like to add some more shit into the uh, into the mix. I'm sorry. Keep going. The go beauty ahead. of the New Japan Cup, it kind of falls under the same umbrella as the G1 is you don't have to watch the eight and six man tag matches at the beginning yeah. of the show. You can skip those. And it's usually right after they do uh, the uh, cleaning of the ring where you'll get your two or three uh, New Japan Cup matches. And that's all you need to watch. You don't have to watch the full two and a half hours. 100%. Um, Because a lot of the matches are setting up upcoming New Japan Cup matches. So that's why they're facing each other in the eight-man tag matches. Cool. Uh, Ring of Honor, we found out our main event of the 19th anniversary show. Jay Lethal won a four-way dance. Uh, He beat... uh, Matt Taven, uh, he pinned him in the middle of the ring because Vito Von Starr ran interference on the outside. Vito Von Clutch? Vito Von Starr. Oh, there we go. My new wrestling crush. Uh, also involved in the match, EC3 and Jay Briscoe, they brawled to the back. Oh, boy. So they were not involved in the outcome. So it looks like Roosh and Jay Lethal is your main event for the 19th anniversary show. We also saw Dalton Castle tease his retirement from Ring of Honor if he couldn't beat Josh Woods. Uh, he faked an injury and rolled him up and got the win. Post match, Silas Young came out and said Josh Woods needs to get his head out of his coolie. Uh oh. Uh, Josh Woods didn't seem very happy about that, so there might be a little friction there. Ooh. Uh, I stick to my guns. Ring of Honor, I think, is the best show, one hour TV show uh, out there right now. Uh, they are also number one contender for people suing them. Kelly Klein. Sued them last week. This week, it's Joey Mercury. Yep. Um, he's filed uh, against the Ring of Honor and Sinclair, claiming that he was misclassified as an independent contractor rather than an employee. Uh, he also claims that Sinclair and ROH failed to respond to Birch's complaints regarding what he viewed as unsafe working environment. 
He also claimed that he was paid substantially less than others who were performing the same work and is also seeking royalties. So, a uh, good good week for Ring of Honor on the canvas, outside the canvas, Not during so the crosshairs good. of Kelly Klein and Joey Mercury, uh, also known as Adam Birch. Oh, don't know. Uh, Tony, anything on the NWA front? I know they're coming in cold with this pay-per-view. Yeah, the only other thing that I know is that they've got to deal with Fight TV, which is why we don't have the videos on YouTube anymore. Of course, we've got our champions. We've got Aaron Stevens and, and Jared Kratos. We've got um, Trevor Murdoch. We've got uh, uh, Serena Deeb, who's signed to AEW, but she's still the NWA champion. Thunder Rosa's already made it clear she's coming back. And, of course, Nick Aldis. Serena, Anything Serena, outside of that? Not really sure. Serena Deeb, but, Serena Deeb, excuse me for cutting you off, also recently just had her knee scoped. Ooh. So, so who well, knows how long she'll be out. Yeah, usually a scope is not a terrible rehab, is it? I mean, it kind of depends. Um, it's a few weeks at least. Yeah, but I mean, in in the scheme of things, like you know, if the NWA is doing hour long shows, which is which is the the plan they're doing, so now they're with Fight TV. Um, what's the name of the pay per view they got coming up on the twenty third? Out with a bang or back with a bang? No, back up. Uh, back of the bust. Uh, I don't know some shit. Back with the attack or something. Back, back with the attack or back to the attack, something like that. Yeah, it's it's a docking reference from what I've been reading. I don't know. Back um, for the attack. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we I say my hand. And then after that, they're going to be doing. Now, the rumor I heard was it's going to be five bucks a month to watch uh, four episodes monthly on Fight TV. Uh, I am not confirmed on that, but if they are. Five bucks a month to watch NWA for you know for four hours for the month. That's that's not a bad deal at all. Tony, you're not you're not corporate yet. You can't reach out to Billy C or William C. Uh, and well, see what's Kevin, going on. This is for the people. I, you know, I'm gonna get the inside scoop. Don't worry about it. Oh, of we can only release a little bit at a time. Good call. Good call. I'm sorry. You know, keep that little kayfabe. Now teasing it. What's up? Do you drop the twenty? For a pay-per-view on a Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock for a company that hasn't ran a show in over a year. Yeah, 100%. For the NWA, I'm going to do it. Wow. I'm going to do it 100%. Uh, on, and watch it late at a later point? Or would you yeah, watch I, it at I 4 o'clock? Probably won't. Because, I mean, my routine usually at 4 o'clock is a little DDP, a little shower ski in the afternoon, you know. So I might be late to the party, but I will be watching it. Probably, uh... Probably skip the MLW that night and do a little six to eight action on the pay per view, and then maybe a little eight to ten action on the AE dubs. You know, make it a look wrestling. at you. Look at you, Tony. Extravaganza. I'm a wrestling guy, Kev. I'm an expert. I'm, you know, I know, I know a lot about everything. I've heard you do quite the podcast too, by the way. Only one this time. <laughs> Only one. I don't spread myself thin like some other members of the Shining Wizards family. Uh, Carrie Cowling in the chat. She just dropped some news. Uh, WrestleMania tickets go on sale Tuesday. Ooh, that's tomorrow. Go. Oh, that is tomorrow. Holy <laughs> shit. If you're listening live in podcast form. Uh, it's yesterday. It might be, yeah, it might be yeah, yesterday. It's March 9th. So if you're listening to it uh, on the 8th, you got a day to prepare. After the 9th, you're fucked probably. Uh, got to do a little stardom. Just in case you were wondering what's going on in stardom. Okay. Cause, just because I like to read the names. 
Is this from the Scotch Drinks more himself? Did he give you these notes? No, this, this came from my man Dave Meltzer here because the Stardom had their big, God damn, Fuck they had Dave their Meltzer. they had their big uh, uh, All Star Dream Cinderella tenth anniversary show. Oh, it's next Tuesday, Carrie said. By the way, go ahead. Continue. Oh, next. That's a big NXT. So Tuesday. does the winner of this Cinderella tournament get like a glass slipper or no? What? Yeah, but she, she got to run home before midnight. Uh, Pumpkin. The All-Star Dream Cinderella, that was the top championship tonight, was won. Uh-oh. Wait, I don't know. No, the new wonder of stardom champion is Tom Tam Nakano, and she beat Julia. And Julia had had to shave her head. What? Julia's got awesome, like, platinum hair, dude. Not anymore. Oh, fuck Julia. I mean, you know, fuck Julia. Not fuck Julia. Comma. There was a comma there. I heard it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, also, Natsupoi defeated a- yeah, Natsupoi defeated AZM for the high speed championship. Zing zing. Was was her internet down? Is Maybe that she lost. Uh, Hashishita defeated Saya. Fucking stardom, huh? Saya <laughs> Kamatani to retain the Worlds of Stardom title. World of Stardom title. So World Tommy of Stardom. Beat Tommy? Yep. Uh, Mayu Iwatani defeated uh, <laughs> Yoshiko. <laughs> yeah, Tommy beat Tommy Tommy. <laughs> uh, Suri defeated Konami to retain the SWA World Championship. You say Konami, I say Tommy. <laughs> and right. Donna Del Mundo, Mikey, and Hameka defeated Oditai, Natsuko Tora, and Saki Kashima. To retain the ah. Goddess of Stardom Championship. You lost your wow. Good on you. I just saw the results. I haven't seen the stuff yet. Um, so, Matt. Yes. Is Stardom now, like, officially affiliated with New Japan? Like, are they, like, like a sister? I know they do dark matches on their big shows. There it is. But are they, like, now part of it? Like, is that going to be, like... A woman's division staple of New Japan? I don't believe so. Probably not. They're separate companies owned by the same corporation, Bushi Road, right? Yes. There's a weird relationship there. Um, I thought I had you, notes, but maybe that's from uh, last but, week. But if you were New Japan, why wouldn't you do that? Because they don't like women. Oh, is that a fact? Because Probably. you stay in your lane. When you're good at something, there's no need to branch out. So you don't yeah. think you don't think New Japan benefiting from could benefit from having a women's division? I don't no, think they're so, keeping no. stardom in their lane because they're doing a good job. New Japan, on the other hand, is reaching out to AEW, is reaching out to everybody else because they can't stay in their lane because they're not doing a good job according to that. <laughs> if no, if you are not look, if you're not involved in the game, stay that way. New Japan has never done women's wrestling. Don't start trying to do okay. it. We saw MLW try and do it, and it was awful. We saw Ring of Honor trying to do it, and it fucking sucked. Didn't we get Priscilla Kelly doing this shit? The Spider Lady. The <laughs> AEW is failing fucking miserably at it. Okay, it's essentially All if right, you're not okay, WWE, no. NXT, or Impact, don't even bother. Okay, right, I, I, Matt, that was a legit question. No, I know part. it was. I honestly I didn't know, know if you're good. If Impact or if uh, New Japan ever dabbled in in uh, in women's wrestling. It just seemed like a no brainer. If they're gonna have dark matches, why not incorporate them on your actual show? I don't. know. I think it's like the people that 
it's like I, I can't answer that question because I don't know. I, I I think the fans of New Japan probably would not be the same audience for the most part that appreciates Joshi. Is that a culture thing or is that like a? No, it's probably just a preference thing. Okay, because I mean, I mean, look at look at how look at how much AEW was kind of burying all the all the Japanese side of the tournament too. It's kind of like you know. You yeah, know. but you had the you had the Japanese side win the tournament. Yeah, but you look at Mizunami though; she looks like a woman that could be a problem. You know what I'm she's, saying? She's like Aja Kong Jr., if you will. Maybe. Oh, don't insult Ryu Mizunami, please. Aja Kong looked like dog shit in that tournament. Dude, Aja Kong's like sixty. I understand, but still, even Ric Flair stopped wrestling. I'm just, I'm just saying her gear kind of reminded me that she wore like the same kind of gear as Aja Kong kind of wore and short hair. I'm not, I'm not disparaging anyone by any stretch of the imagination. Because if, if anything, if, if I'm comparing you, I don't know anything about Ryu, uh, but I didn't know enough to, to I guess, to pick her because I thought she was going to win because I thought the way that they handled her was great. Well, you thought wrong. Come All on. right, before we get into yeah. the main event here, a <laughs> couple things. Marty Skrull. Will not be a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling. After that report came out, uh, after that report came out and the reaction they got, they said, you know what? We're just going to, you can sail on, brother. Yeah. Go be a yellow dog somewhere. Get out of here. We're not taking you. You know what? Sometimes you got to find out another way to make a living. That's it. Uh, New Japan. Oh, sorry, Tony. Go Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, no, go ahead. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, Marty Scroll is kind of like one of those iffy situations. But whatever, they don't want to work with him. That's fine. That's their decision. Keep going. Uh, New Japan announced they're gonna do two stadium shows to take place in May. On the fifteenth, they'll be at Yokohama Stadium, and they will be doing a second Tokyo Dome show on May 29th. Obviously, I don't think the Tokyo Dome is going to sell out Wrestle Kingdom style, but expect a big show. Well. well. Everybody's expecting big shows lately. Um, Oh, and before we talk AEW, I got uh, Daniel Bryan will be challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title at Fastlane. Plus, for some ungodly reason, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair are a tag team, and they're going to wrestle for the tag team championships against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And And, they're also going to wrestle at WrestleMania against uh, each other. get Get it, Tony. And William Regal's making a big announcement on Wednesday on NXT. Rumor has it, ooh, rumor has it, NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Why? Why? That is a question I cannot answer, my friend. I'll try to field field that one. All right, Kevin, field it. Because if you truly want to make NXT separate than Raw and SmackDown, you should have your own tag team championships. Now, if... I guess someone apparently soured on the idea of having the main roster people travel to NXT to defend championships. That's all I can gather from it. So to, to, to save that and just have it go back from raw and SmackDown create NXT women tag team champions. They have them. Don't they have them in the UK? Don't they have NXT women's UK tag team championships? Nope. Just nope. men's. Just men's. Okay. And, but, but the weird thing is now you chose NXT for the next set. So does that mean these champions are floating back and forth between Raw and SmackDown now? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, they they always have. Yeah, but but if you're going to go in like that, you might as well just go in with separate tag titles for all three brands. Right? Am I wrong? I, I mean, in, the- in theory, you're probably right. And on paper, you're probably right. But I feel like there's so much fluidity between Raw and SmackDown, like, so many times throughout the year that 
Like, is anyone really going to care if the, the women's tag team champions are on Raw or SmackDown? Like, I don't care about women's tag team champions anyway. No, I mean, of course not. But I'm just saying for the for the greater good. Like, NXT now, maybe the NXT women's UK champions can go to NXT UK. And so maybe that's where they want to do their their deal there. So who knows? I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I just think, like, all right, so that you have – so what, how many championships do you have in NXT? You have the World Championship, the North American Championship, the Women's Championship, the Cruiserweight Championship, and then now you'll have the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. And the Tag Team Championships. And the Tag Team Championship. Wow. Woo. Lots of uh, belts there. I mean, I mean, I guess, but if it's, it's if, if you look at it like it's its own entity, then you're going to have a lot of belts. You know what? Fucking A, kudos. If you're going to do it, fucking commit. Go all the way. But give me 18 more championships on every single show. I don't care. If you like belts, you like belts. Go for it. Do it. You know what they don't like, Kevin? Uh Uh-oh. Commercial breaks? Nope. They don't like when you slap your leg when you throw a kick. (laughs) Wait, who? Who? Uh, It was reported Saturday by Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer. There is a sign outside gorilla position at backstage at WWE tapings. Do not slap leg when kicking. Yeah. They are cracking. They are cracking down on the leg slaps. I I don't I don't I don't whatever. Whatever. I I, I kind of dig that actually to be honest with you. I mean, like I feel like it has its place in some matches, but like I don't need to see, I don't need to hear like everyone like I get it. You, I, I can see that you kick somebody. I don't need to hear it. God damn! Like, I see it. Like I'm looking right at you kicking somebody. Right. And to a Jr. point, when you kick someone, it does not make that sound. Right. Okay. The visual, and that's what. And 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 to and speaking to Jr., that's what commentators are for. A commentator can put over that you just got kicked in the freaking head, and plus your eyes can put over that you just saw someone get kicked in the head. So I think between the two, you don't need to. Do the, you know, sloppy, sloppy, doodly do. Uh, are we gonna take a break before we do AEW? Are you, you gonna you gonna you gonna drop them in and post? Uh, we could do that. Let me just. Uh... Well, I got one more piece of business before we get to AEW, and this pertains to the WWE Network and Peacock. Well, we still we still have to do our Patreon supporters though, so we got to do that. Okay, I can drop the commercials and post, but we have to fantastic. Do it appears the automatic migration from current network subscribers that was thought to be a part of the move is not happening. Good. From the release, to continue streaming WWE content, fans will need to sign up for Peacock. As previously announced, WWE Network, including all pay-per-views, will be available on Peacock Premium for $4.99 a month. That's a $5 a month saving. Starting today... Peacock is also offering the WWE Universe deeper savings for a limited time at PeacockTV.com slash WWE. The WWE Network will remain effective for U.S. subscribers through April 4th with April's WrestleMania 37th fully being exclusively on Peacock. It's unclear if the move will automatically cancel any existing WWE Network subscriptions. After signing up, Peacock streamers can access every pay-per-view from the last calendar year. The most current 
uh, and recent episodes of Broken Skull Sessions, Chronicle, and Icons. NXT the day after it airs on USA. Both Raw and SmackDown episodes 30 days after they air live. WWE documentaries and more. The release says the entire network archive will be available on Peacock by August. So do yourself a favor. I mean, they're going to wind up canceling the network when the switch is official. So I would assume that by the end of March, you would want to let your subscription uh, cancel. No, because you don't want to keep paying for something that's not going to be available. Right. I would assume it just cancels itself. Right. I don't know. I think I think they cancel it for you. I don't know. Well, I'll be canceling mine. Yes, me too. 100%. I've already got the yeah. cock on my TV, so I'm good to go. So, T-Donk, let me ask you this, because you're you're a, an Xfinity guy, as am I. So now, pre- we don't have to pay for premium to get nope. the shows, right? We should, like, we're already, like, we're in there, right, for premium? We are in. We As far so, as I'm aware, Peacock Premium is included with our paid subscription to Xfinity. Oh, God, that's, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. That's a ten dollars savings for us, my friend. That's a, that's a, that's a saving ski and a half. But Hell's Kevin, nice. you will not have your full archives until August. Yeah, but so I mean, uh, you know, I'll watch. I'll watch something else. Okay, I'm just throwing. I'm just letting people know you might not be able to watch the 1992 Royal Rumble on April well, 15th. I, I guess. I guess our watch-alongs from April through July are going to be pretty recent stuff. Let's see. Let's. I'm going to pull up. Nah, you'll, you'll, we'll be able to find them. All right, come on, let's not, let's not pull things up. Let's let's get to the fucking main event here. Give me a time cue before we do Patreon supporters. Uh, what? Give me a time cue so I know when to fucking put in the Patreon support, uh, the uh, commercial block. Uh, put the commercial block in at now. I needed a time cue. Yeah, I but if I say it. it. <laughs> Such a dick. Two hours and 45 seconds there should be there should okay. be a, a little that's good as long as i got a ballpark all right cool a little space all right. dead we'd like there. to thank those that thank us and support us and fucking do whatever you do well i'm gonna read the patreons at the end of the show oh you're gonna do it at the end of the show i just texted you dick dick oh, i'm not reading my text i'm talking to kevin about oh. Pika. all right excuse me all right, let's go what are we starting off with we starting off with AEW dynamite Yes. There's no, no. There's no reason to talk about dynamite when there's a pay per view last That's night. That's not true, Kevin. Shaq Daddy, baby. Come on, Kevin. Uh, all right. Kevin. That's true. That's true. A lot of good shit happened on dynamite, my friend. Yeah, yeah look, I, mean, I don't want to spend Kate, Anthony, and Matthew an ordinance amount of time talking about the uh, dynamite show, but I feel we need to get into some stuff, like the fact that Jade and Shaq right. against Red Velvet and Cody could have been the greatest fucking match in wrestling history. All right, easy there. Uh, it was fantastic. It. It Loved was, it. Okay. 75 stars at Daly's place. All right. Get them, Tony. All right. Get them. Fucking A. First off, it was a great match. The greatest Grace doesn't even encapsulate the greatest wrestling match was. ever. Yes. Shut the fuck yes. up. Yes. I'm with Tony. Fucking big flex with the fucking power bomb going through tables. Fucking disappearing in the back of the limo. So let Jake me argue with the fucking power. Move first of all, it was a fucking amb- it was an ambulance not a limo dipshit. Whatever. You know what I mean? All, all right. So so if yeah. I just need to process this. Right oh, now. Tony's right. 
Okay, so Kevin, you're in the same boat as Tony saying oh, yeah. Shaq and Jade seen. Cargill against Cody and Red Velvet greater than Bret Hart, Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. Better than Okada and Naito and all those guys in every other match they've ever fucking had. I'm with them. Better. I stand by Tony with this one. Fucking A, dude. I watched this entire show, by the way, with Ryan Van Dam, and we had a fucking blast watching this thing. I chimed in in a little bit, too, on the old Evan was in on that, too, in the beginning. He watched the fucking main event with us, which opened the show. It reminded me of Saturday Night's main event, Kev. They put the fucking good shit at the beginning. Tony, I I agree with you 100% on that, because I just actually watched one of the Saturday Night's main events where it was like Hogan and Tugboat versus Dino Bravo and Earthquake. That's a different story for a different day. Tony, would you say this could headline WrestleMania? 75 stars at every WrestleMania ever. They should put this in every WrestleMania on the network. That's how great it was. Listen, you young kids that are out there aspiring to be pro wrestlers and you want to make something of yourself in this business, uh, take it from someone who knows literally next to nothing. Watch this match and train, study this tape, for the rest of your career and you will the sky will be the limit for you listen you'll be Sha- you'll be you'll be wrestling Shaq one day who's the greatest professional wrestler of all time as far as i'm concerned i, so, I, Matt, I take it you didn't really like this match no i like this match a lot now i don't know if there's a sarcasm over there and i did not get the text message that we were all going to do meth tonight so i don't know uh, how dare you the great see now i don't know if you're being sarcastic when you're saying greatest wrestling match ever i fucking loved it because i did not want to be in a chat with you and fucking sleepy dwarf and i wanted to watch dynamite and enjoy myself no it was great we we were talking about the show we were doing commentary it was fantastic matt clearly i'm being a little bit sarcastic but i absolutely loved this match and tony if you listen to the wednesday night show you know i love this match i thought they did an excellent job cargill was fucking amazing i thought like i've talked about it for weeks she's got this swagger like she knows she's good and i kept saying in the back of my head this is great at least she's got confidence before she stinks it up Man, she was good. Little shit here and there that they were kind of like on, like standing around and and sort of telegraphing things. But make no mistake, man, I went into I went into this thinking I was gonna have a great time, and I had a great fucking time watching this match. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you, Tony. I feel like telegraphing thing was is a foregone conclusion when you have the skill level of of what they what they brought to the table. But Jade, oh my God, like she if she's not the next like big superstar i mean i'm not saying that she's great like wrestling wise i understand that but i think she well outperformed anyone's expectations and i think that she'll be a phenomenal star for god a long time if she continues to work and continues to be as as good if 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 her debut match is any indication of what she could be then the sky's the limit now the the one thing that did bug me is that the the there was one point where they were waiting around for something to happen with jade and red velvet so they cut to Shaq. And Cody, oh, yeah. and they missed with the fucking big spot that, uh, that Red Velvet had. Yeah. So, other than that, though, dude. Oh, and the other thing, Shaq tapping Cody on the back when they fucking after they went through the tables. It's like, all right, come on, dude, don't do that. But you can't. I mean, it's fucking Shaq. He doesn't know any better. What I mean, do? don't you, I mean, at that point, you're just picking nits to pick nits, man. I'm not picking nits. I love the shit out of this match. Seventy-five stars at Daly's place. Hundred percent. Home run yeah. all around.
I don't know. I don't understand Shaq disappearing out of the ambulance. I don't get that either. Oh, and I, and I, I came up, I came up with a conclusion. Tony Schiavone wearing this fucking vest and jeans and this awful outfit every week. He reminds me of someone's missing Alzheimer patient grandfather. Like they would put his picture on the news and go, can you help us find our pop pop? We was last seen in the, uh, in the Jacksonville area. He might be missing his left shoe because he's forgetful. Can you please, can you please hold on to him and send them home for us? He just looks like a lost old man, the way he dresses and the way he acts. I don't know. I thought right, you, you lost me with that one, but he just, he doesn't look like a fucking wrestling announcer. He looks like somebody's grandfather. Well, who I think happened the, to like wander into a wrestling show. The, the thing with AEW is like every, every week is casual Wednesday. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's like weird. everyone like can just wear, I mean, again, it's Florida. So I don't know what the weather's like down there, but like, I don't know if I'd want to be outside wearing like a three piece suit, you know, for, I don't you know, know, but you're doing commentary. Like you could do a little better than a vest. In it's not room. about you. Who said it was about me? It's about not you. It's not about the commentators. Nobody's tuning in to see what fucking kind of he suit Tony Schiavone's wearing he, in the ring and interviewing. Who people? gives a shit hard. what he looks like? Why? Why would you just have to in fucking dirty clothes or interviewing? He's your not wrestling? in dirty clothes. He's dressed comfortable. It's cold. They're outside. Does he need his pipe and slippers too? Is his puppy gonna join him at ringside? He's a fucking professional broadcaster for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I'm yeah, and he's I'm earned the right to dress like that. Nobody has the right doing that if you're fucking interviewing wrestlers in a ring. That's bullshit. That's bush why? league. Why? Fucking sucks. Why yeah. is that bush league? Like professional. Put a fucking tie and a jacket on you, slob. At, at least, at least like a nice like leather jacket with like a, a tie and shirt underneath or something like that. Like a nice heavy. Like if you want to put on a winter coat, that's fine. Like a nice. It's like uh, it's like you know, three button down uh, winter coat with a shirt and tie underneath. Looks like old Marty McFly yeah. in the fucking ring. He's every trying time to he stay gets... warm. It's cold. Leave him alone. Who gives a shit what he's wearing? Put a nice sweater on. Put on some fucking long johns. Long johns. Yes. That's right. right. Uh, over his pants. I can't wait oh. to see you again. <laughs> we can fucking take, make fun of your fucking shitty outfits. I wear long johns when it's cold. I'm not a fool. Yeah, last time I saw you, it was December. You were in fucking shorts and flip-flops, you fucking asshole. Yeah. I wouldn't wear that if <laughs> I was in the true. ring interviewing Sting, of all people, for God's it's sake. It's Sting! Um, yeah, I'm with... It is it is picking nits, but I'm with Tony on this. I mean, come on, man. So like, fucking lame. Put, put, put like a nice heavy leather coat on with a you're tie making, underneath. You're making fucking money. Buy a suit. Put on a shirt and tie, for God's uh, sakes. Little things, man. We're accustomed to seeing announcers wearing jackets and... You can wear some comfortable pants. You know, tradition is shit that people did 80 years ago that doesn't have to oh, keep happening. To this guy. Tradition is It doesn't shit. have to happen. Why does he have to wear a suit? Because he's got to look like a professional, for God's sake. I'm not saying it's the be-all, end-all, but I notice it every week. And it's something that I think to myself, like, oh, God, he's wearing like a, he's wearing a bubble vest? Like, you guys are fucking doing? nerds. What if do you mean? That, yeah, if he was that cold, he'd be wearing I a mean, jacket. I mean, you're fucking a, nerds. Who gives a shit what he's wearing? It, does, it affects your viewing experience? Yeah. It's something that enough. you notice. So if you notice it, clearly that has some sort of effect on you. You know what bugs me about independent shows? What bugs you? Everything they, about independent shows. They're fucking where, garbage. Here they have referees that don't even have the goddamn courtesy to put on black pants and a striped shirt. Ring announcers who fucking show up in the ring wearing t-shirts and jeans and fucking and Nikes. Come on, man. I know you look. I know. We're, we're an independent show. We want to be cool. But if you don't look professional, you're, nobody's going to fucking take you seriously. 
I was Tony Schiavone for Christ's sakes. I want to take him seriously. He was part of my childhood. Jim Crockett Promotions, WCW Nitro. I don't want to see him in a fucking in a vest. Come on. To add to Tony's point, if he didn't have that scruffy beard, I might be able to let it go. But that scruffy beard kind of adds to it. I'm like, oh, this guy literally looks like he just went for a walk in like Central Park. And now he's like doing like. (laughs) Oh, I listen to you two fucking elitist wrestling douchebags. Sorry. What do you you mean? Matt. All right. So, Matt, what what what? You think you can go up there with a, with a T-shirt? Kevin, and I don't give on? a shit what the announcers are wearing. Matt, I will tell you this: you watched ECW growing up. You loved ECW. Tony, How did those guys look like fucking slobs. Joey all Styles, of them. Joey Styles was in that ring every fucking show wearing a suit and a tie. Great. So around all the nonsense and the holes in the ring and the slobs in the crowd, Joey Styles said, this is still a professional company. I'm a professional. And he looked like the man in charge, not like somebody's lost grandfather who can't find his way I've home. never once put on a wrestling show, and I'm like, can't wait to see what kind of tie dickweed is wearing nah, behind see, commentary. Nah, so you're, over, you're over-accentuating our point here. I don't okay. give a shit what they wear. I've never once been like, oh, I can't believe he's in a bubble vest. I don't give a shit. I noticed it. I'm it's not a, watching AEW or WWE or New Japan to see what the fucking announcers are wearing. No, of, of course we're not. But the point was brought up, and I think it's something that, if if you notice it, it's something that's worth commenting on at least. I notice a ton of things, but All none right. of it affects my viewing pleasure. No, I didn't say I didn't say that per se, but it's just like it it needles at you. It's like the it's like that little tiny little pinch that no, you get it doesn't. I just don't care. Kevin's I don't think up. I don't think I think I don't think Tony and I are losing sleep over it, but it's just it's something that you notice that it kind of he's wearing like cargo pants and a bubble vest and a long sleeve shirt. Like, come on, man. And sneakers. And, and, yeah, sneakers. and sneakers. I agree with Tony. I, I don't think it's again, I, it's not the be all end all, but it's definitely something that like on independent shows, everyone, at, at least the ones that I've been a part of. Garbage. They're all garbage. I can't ah. believe we have so much to talk about with AEW and we got side. You are the one that brings up fucking Tony Schiavone because you're old man Tony. You got to fucking nitpick dumb shit. If I was Tony Schiavone, I'd be wearing a suit every Oh, uh, we know. Week. You wore a fucking suit when you fucking called shitty tier one wrestling. We know. We know. Wait, Matt, did you just call all independent shows garbage? Oh, they're all fucking garbage. <laughs> they're all, right, all so garbage the- run by garbage promoters. There. I was wondering if we are going to bring that up tonight. <laughs> um, we're not going down that road. They're all fucking garbage. All right, so would you? So do you, are you just not a fan of independent wrestling anymore? Like, what what happened to you? What do you, what independent wrestling, Kevin? Where is there independent wrestling? I mean, that's a fair point now. Well, GCW. I've never been a fan of independent wrestling. There's like three good guys on every show. Three like really good homegrown guys, and the rest of them are usually bad. Hot take, man. This is, we fucking scratched the surface on something big here, Kev. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, I'd, I'd love to know where the wrestling business would be without independent wrestling. It'd wow. probably be non-existent. Independent wrestling serves a purpose, but the people that sit there and they claim, like, this promotion is the greatest thing that's ever happened is clearly seeing things through rose-colored glasses because they're really not that great. There's, like, three or four guys that'll make it, and everybody else is the weekend warriors and the guys that don't want to spend time in the gym. That's, that's it. Matt. That's wrestling, Matt. That's, that's also bands. That's also music. That's also But we're not that's doing a podcast about that. We're talk- I know that this butt hurts you because of your love for uh, no, WrestlePro. 
I, I know you're offended. A, it's fine. A, a wrestling guy. You'll no, be okay, this though. This wasn't specific to wrestling. This, You'll I mean, be okay. To, to It'll be okay, Kevin. It wasn't about that. I think, it wasn't I think about Kevin, that at all. It wasn't think, about Kevin, that. I think Kevin's a little surprised because you... No, run, that's what it is. He supports independent wrestling. Like, don't we support guys like in Game Changer and all these other companies? Like, that's weird of you to say that. What? That... Ke- a lot of it's garbage. When was the last time you sat down and watched a whole independent wrestling show? Uh, Game Changer Wrestling. I watched probably like six hours of their 24-hour stream. Okay. And honestly, how much of it was good? You, you, I mean, you make a point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't, th- I just, uh, this weird like thing where we can't say anything bad about professional wrestling or we don't want to offend anyone. Like after all, like we've, I've, I'm done. I'm done playing like friends with everybody because it seems like every six months we have to go and delete shit and we have to get rid I'm done. No, no, Matt, this was just my, this was a surprising take on your take on just independent wrestling as a whole, because you used to go to a lot of independent wrestling shows. So that's why I was just like, kind of like, that's that's all it was. It had nothing to do with any allegiance or anything like that. So that's why I was just like, really like you just came out and said like independent wrestling is garbage. I was like, Whoa. A lot, a lot of it is bad. A lot of it is garbage. I might still be hot about what happened over the weekend too. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think, I think there is a lot of garbage out there. But you know, when you do find that diamond in the rough in some of these independent companies, you know, you got something there, and it's kind of cool to say, like, hey, I remember when he wrestled for so and so, or came up through yeah. blah blah. You know, sure. Like, you no, I look, I agree. Again, it's been a very long weekend for all of us. I don't think yep. I'm speaking out of turn. No, because this is not the first time we've gone down this road, unfortunately. And it's not only us. I came to find out yesterday that it even affected people that are close to us that I had no idea. It affects tons of people. It's very frustrating. Yep. I hear you. All right. So Tony Schiavone dresses like a slob. That's right. right, Come on. Let's let's get through. Matt's hot about indie wrestling tonight. But we have a pay-per-view we have to talk about. All right, come on, let's get this moving. We're already at nine o'clock hour. Holy shit. We saved the most important thing for last. We did. Kevin is on a legit tear. If you thought Tony's picks were fire last year, the start that he's off to, Kevin walks out of AEW Revolution with an eight and one record. He wait, almost wait, wait. Re- what do you mean, wait? He almost ran the table. If he sent his original picks in, Kevin would have went 9-0. and oh. Yeah. Yeah, and if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. So what's the fucking big deal? He went 8-1. and one. Kevin is slowly taking steps to get ahead of me and Tony. He sits at 22-3. and three What? As we are approaching Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show, Fastlane, WrestleMania, Mm. Kevin Wait, sits. Kevin, Kevin went eight and one. Kevin went eight yeah. and one. So he missed one match. I missed the match that if I if you saw the text I had originally picked correctly, but for the first time ever I was influenced by somebody else's pick. Yeah, I was influenced by Matt's pick of Rio, and I went with it. Uh, me and Tony came in at six and three. Wait, six and three? I didn't go seven and two. What did no. I get wrong? You lost. Uh, me and you lost the Rio match. Wait, you know, oh, wait, no, wait. you know what? That's a bone of contention too, because that was not the match that we picked. 
We didn't know that fucking what's her name wasn't going to be in the match. Maki Ito was in the match. Yeah. So what the fuck, dude? If I would have known Maki Ito was in there, I would have been sure. Why didn't you send a fucking text message? Because I didn't know they switched it until after the fact. Well, that's None not... of you guys were paying attention. I lost. Either. I still thought that Maki Ito was put in there to lose because she did not advance in the tournament. I had no idea, though. No idea. Uh, Tony picked Matt Hardy to win. Hardy party. And you lost on the Battle Royal because you picked Santana and Ortiz. Fucking stupid. Stupid, stupid, no, stupid. You know, it was stupid. I picked fucking Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor to win. That yep. was fucking stupid. Miro is fucking awesome. Awesome. But Miro sold that fucking punch for like 20 minutes. Come on. Come on. What? It's the Superman punch. It's Miro. He got punched in the face by Orange fucking Cassidy. This fucking guy. And oh he boy. sold it for 20 minutes. He was first Nobody's of all. Nobody's ever sold the fucking Orange punch for that long. All right, Come he, on. Pump dude. the brakes there, Captain Exaggeration. No, he was down. He was down for a couple minutes. Couple of minutes. It seemed like forever. The match was first of all. The match was not twenty minutes because the first two matches took about an hour. So we had to move through. We had to get some of these out of the way here. Well, I it should have been quicker. Let's and, actually, wa- I actually watched this today because apparently the replay wasn't available on on a. Uh, oh no! It was. It was. But I watched it in Spanish. Yeah, so yeah I, I watch it. I watched it in Spanish today. Yeah, at work. Bilingual. I watched I like the main that. event in Spanish, and I'm glad I did because I could only imagine how awful the commentary was. Jim Ross was pissed off this entire show, and he had no fucking voice. Well, Jim Ross was oh. sick. He shouldn't have been at the show. <laughs> I think I got the COVID. <laughs> uh, no. For Orange Cassidy had a running. He ran. And he jumped off the stage, so he had some extra. Extra velocity there. Orange fucking Cassidy. It's it's fucking hands in the pockets guy. Well, he lost. Miro. So much. And pain. Miro fucked up fucking what's her name on the outside. Uh, Kate the Great, which was fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah, fuck him and his wife. Wow. Fuck those guys. Wow. This is the Miro I've always wanted. I'm so happy for him. I could almost cry. Okay. All right, funny guy. <laughs> where where do you put him now? Fuck him. I hope he kills Kip Sabian when Kip Sabian gets in his face on Wednesday about hurting his wife. But then and, I hope, and I hope he steals Penelope Ford from him. How do you like them apples? I hope wow. he's got a fucking reverse Lana, which is anal, by the way, in the fucking situation. That'd be so great. Kevin's disgusted. I love him. You oh. know I'd do this shit just to see him fucking put his hand in his face. Right? You, should, you should share with him what you shared with me last night. He'll oh, be Kev, even you want more, me to send you that text? He'll be even okay. more disgusted. Don't even don't ask him. Just do it. <laughs> I would I would have deleted it. He yeah. might he might he might terribly hate me. I would want to do that. We already got one person hating us for this fucking episode. Why? Who hates us? Who hates us? Otto von Buspel. Oh, fuck that. That guy's clean. <laughs> that guy's cleaning toilets while he's listening to this right now. Fuck him. With his fucking long blonde hair. All right, so Maki Ito is takes Rebel's place. Her earpiece yeah. fell out while she was trying to sing. Well, but she was sang. a lot of fun. A lot of middle fingers in the first couple matches. Yeah, I think I think her I think her thing is like she thinks it's cute and funny. Like, look at me, I give the finger and all that. It's gonna get old pretty quick. I don't know, I man. Think... Steve Austin's middle finger never got old. We're talking point. about Steve Austin though. We're talking about Maki Ito. That's right. She's so cute. The queen of piss. She's the queen of piss and shit. The, the deity of piss and shit. Motherfucker. Whatever. You know, she was the opening of the show. I don't know if you caught that. Who? Maki Ito. You do not listen to the opening? I've watched the priest. 
Oh, that was... I didn't know what the fuck that was. It sounded like a bunch of rubble. <laughs> you didn't watch Being the Elite today, then. I didn't watch Being the Elite today because I watched MLW and Ring of Honor. Matt, you got the sniffles? What's going on over Yeah, there? I either have COVID or allergies, so... Matt's doing the cocaine while he's doing the show. I mean, it, fuck, I thought I missed the text when you were blowing Shaq and Jade Cargill giving you a reach around earlier. 75 stars. You, you don't think that they had a best match ever? No, not the best match ever. God damn it, you two. <laughs> Listen, Matt, I normally side with you on like a lot of things. Tonight's my night to side with Tony. I'm Why? It's just, I don't know, because I think he's making a lot of salient points. Best match ever. This is crazy. <laughs> you two are ridiculous right now. No, we're not, dude. I had, I had a great fucking time watching that I didn't match. ask you if you had a great time. You're saying that was the best match you've ever seen in your whole entire life, your 90-year-old life. Yes. Better than a Bruno San Martino Snorfest. Yes. 100%. Better than a Tito Santana match. 100%. Really? Shaquille O'Neal could be the next incarnation. People are going to look back at Tito's career, and they're going to call him like like the wannabe Shaq. Okay. Okay. Would you rather watch Shaq, Jade Cargill against Cody Rhodes, or... And Red Velvet. And Red Velvet. Sorry, I forgot Red Velvet. Or... The Braxton Sutter wedding. This match, hundred percent. Really, no doubt about it. Wow, I knew you were high on that wedding too. Well, that and I loved it when Laurel Von Ness when she was when that she was, was her name. Tomorrow. I couldn't think of Chelsea Green's character in Impact. The sun will come out, dude. That was amazing, but this was no fucking Shaq Jade Carter. Wow, Tony, if Shaq was in Royal Rumble in nineteen ninety two, oh, he wins easily. Would you 100%. consider him a top guy? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He power bombed Sid over the top to the floor. Hundred percent. If fifteen year old Shaq replaces Lawrence Taylor at WrestleMania eleven, ooh, greatest WrestleMania match ever. Probably yeah, and it's a main event match too. On top of that, so absolutely hundred percent. You could put Shaq in any WrestleMania main event. Shaq beats the Macho Man at WrestleMania five. Shaq beats Ted DiBiase at WrestleMania four. Shaq and Mr. T beat Piper and Orndorff at WrestleMania one. Tony. Jack beats John Cena at WrestleMania 27. Tony, what if it's the what if it's the Sultan versus Shaq Fu? Oh, Shaq Fu. Come on, dude. (laughs) The question you should have asked was what if it was Shaq Fu against Shaq, like Ethan Page against Karate Man? Well, we'll that's the ultimate matchup right there. That's that's the ultimate matchup. That sounds like that sounds like a transition to me. That's the ultimate match ever, ever. You put that on any show anywhere in the world. You could book that shit in Antarctica and you'll get 75,000 people showing up. Matt really wants to kill us right now. I have to (laughs) reevaluate what I do Monday nights. Oh, please. You already reevaluate what you're doing on Wednesdays. I have already made my decision about Wednesdays. You just said Shaq and Shaq Fu. Greatest. (laughs) Cinematic. Oh, Oh, all right. I like that. It's got to be. There's, gotta there's, be. there's lamps and candles and volcanoes and, and all that then, stuff. Ev, a special appearance by Kazam. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Kazam. Fucking A, dude. You know what? That's what I meant when I said Shaq Fu. No, <laughs> Shaq Fu's from the video game. Yeah, though, Shaq Fu's know? the video game. Kazam's the movie. I meant Kazam versus the Matt, I, I love Matt because Matt's got my juices flowing. We're booking this shit. Get Tony Khan on the phone. Get him on the phone. Listen, Matt. Matt might, <laughs> Matt might not be working us when he says that he's done with Monday nights. Oh my God! All right. So what else happened? Right. In the review? What else can we talk about? Uh, God, I dominated. I don't know. Um, 
I don't know how. The Young yeah. Bucks. I might. I don't know yeah. how to get up from this. The opening women's match was really good. Uh, Thunder Rosa looked great. Rio looked good. Britt looked good. Maki Ito was fun. She did the Kokeshi. There it is. And they won because Rebel hit her with the the crutch. So the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker thing is still going on. Rebel's a fucking liar. That's all I know. Well, what did you expect? Uh, I expected better from those two. Wait, Reba, right? Not Rebel. Yeah, no. but it's she's Rebel, so that's okay. who, that's who she is, right? I'm not calling her Reba. I think Britt just called her Reba to bust her balls. Yes, of course. Um, the Wednesday night show, very surprised that MJF and Jericho did not win the titles. I was the only one that picked the Young Bucks. We went Young Bucks across the board to retain. Yeah, right. well, you do a show with a bunch of J-Browns. So. Yes. That's why I'm leaving. Thoughts on the match? It was okay. Um, entertaining. A couple of dry spots where, like, it was, like, not really a hot tag, more of, like, moving around. I do like the uh, – fuck, what the fuck was it? I like the finish with the Meltzer driver. Oh, that, that, that was a tough-looking Meltzer driver. It way. was, and, and it almost looked like he wasn't getting there, but he got there. So it yeah. was like, okay, it was cool. I mean, the only thing the only thing I'm happy about is we're getting another fucking meeting on Wednesday of the fucking uh, of the fucking Dude, inner circle. I don't. Oh those my things god! Are enter- those things are entertaining as hell. I don't give me give me one every week. I don't care. I'm, I'm punched out. Pull the lever. Eject. Dude, I think, but the, but the tease though, if you if you fast forward a little bit to the interview later on, is that you know MJF really hard teased. Yeah, we need a change, and it's going to be for the better of everyone. So there's that. We that get this dynamic that we don't necessarily know what's going to happen. I think Jericho is out, which I think is fine, and I think that, dude, Santana and Ortiz, and oh my god, imagine if they put Guevara back in. I think they will. And MJF, and imagine it was like a plot between them the entire time to take out freaking Jericho. I think that's so fine. I think that'd be perfect. Jericho as a babyface against MJF uh, as a top heel. Boom, give it to me, Matt. But, I like it. But you see, what pissed me off was like, if you're going to go with MJF and Jericho not winning, why would you not want to move up Santana and Ortiz? Because the whole thing is to keep them busy with Jericho. Like they they're gonna have other stuff to do. Like if 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 what happens happens, what Matt predicted is that Jericho is out. You got to have all hands on deck to, you know, be there to feud with Jericho, as opposed to distract themselves with. I, I was a little surprised at how early they got eliminated in that battle royal, but exactly. And like I don't understand the Death Triangle getting the title shot. Like I don't get that like that's they, not even the team they've been building this for a while they've been building them at least at, for the very at the very least the last week of dynamite they've been building them right matt yes the last week of dynamite they just made them a tag team uh here's what i think and but i picked a group though right and i picked them because clearly you're not going to go young bucks against phoenix and Pac at the pay-per-view so we need something in between now and and double or nothing. All right. FTR is still waiting in the wings for their tag titles. Uh, I think this is a great tag match. Pac, Phoenix, and the Young Bucks, the main event on Dynamite. That's huge. It's going to be an awesome match. So, I think if. Well, what are your thoughts about, though, like building a, a pay per view match just to build to a TV match? That to me, that, that seems a little out of balance now that I think about it. 
like you're you're, you're on a pay per view and we're just gonna build to a TV match. You because more people will watch TV. They will. It's free, so you don't have to pay fifty bucks for it. Good point. And you have to you have to get from point A to point B. Right, everything. We're not doing monthly WWE pay per views. You can't, you know, the the booking is a a little more. These stories play out like I'm kind of with Tony, but not so much with the inner circle stuff. Like the Sting, uh, I'm so happy the Sting, Darby Allen, Taz stuff. Like the last three weeks of Dynamite have been fucking super painful with them. Yep. Because I was just like, let's just get this fucking match out of the way. Back to Jer. I think Jericho gets booted. Um, and maybe him and Sammy form a tag team. Maybe Santana oh. and Ortiz eventually take the titles off of the Young Bucks, and then Sammy and Jericho take the titles off of. A lot there could be a lot of spoons in the porridge. Tony's making a face like he just shit his pants. He doesn't like I don't that. Want, I don't want anybody teamed up with Jericho. Sammy does not need to team up with Jericho. But, th- but didn't Jericho say that Sammy was dead to him? Until until Jericho gets kicked out, uh, but and he do doesn't have any friends. Dead to you? You don't. It doesn't it's make wrestling. Sense. It's pro wrestling. I mean, of course, it's pro wrestling, but I, w- I think Sammy, I-, I would love for Sammy and MJF to form an alliance. That would be fucking in- incredible. I would uh, love Sammy to beat the shit out of fucking Darby Allen and take the TNT championship. And then maybe he's got Jake Hager being his muscle. Ooh. Hey, ah, T Dog. That's why you pay me the big bucks. Uh, so we covered the tag match, essentially. We covered the Battle Royal. Battle Royal, there was a lot of, you know, the weird Dustin QT thing. Uh, looks like Bear Country and the Butcher and the Blade's going to be a thing. Love Greatest it. thing in that Battle Royal was fucking Uno selling the Huracarana from fucking Marco. What the? And it was right on. They cut right to it, dude. What the fuck, man? What, you, it's, what are you going to do? Yeah, you're like you're a child of botchamania. You love that shit. Oh, I can't wait. The next episode is going to be fucking hilarious. Uh, I hate Marco Stunt. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't. I know hate why. him too. I, was I don't so know why. Fucking... Why he is allowed at ringside? Why he can run in the ring? I wish Tully Blanchard had broken his neck on Wednesday night. That fucking dong sucker. No, that's a point. It seems Tully Blanchard back, baby. Yeah, Tully awesome great. To um, thoughts on those guys coming out with the retro belts? On Dynamite? I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty Crockett. cool. Yeah, Hines, pretty... I mean, hindsight, you know, just so happened Crockett passed earlier that or later that night after that. So that was a nice homage to him. Well, it was also helpful that uh, Conrad from Alabama was there, too. So there was J.J. Dillon, former so guest of the Shining Wizards Kishaw. Wrestling Podcast. Yes. All friends. God, that was such a great moment where, JJ, where uh, Tony Schiavone said, you don't get paid more to say that because that's such an inside deep cut on how J.J. Dillon operates. Fucking Arn, bro. Arn comes out with the four fingers up. Oh, that's so happening. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> coming. So, Matt, are you okay with them being the new four horsemen as opposed to the new four horsewoman? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, because we got JJ, we got Tully, we got Arn all there. All right. You know? They got Flair with Charlotte. How's that different? Yeah, but Flair's sticking his ding-dong in Lacey Evans, and now she's pregnant. Woo! So. You know what uh, that means? If he's, you know what that means if he's with Lacey Evans. What? She got a bush. Ric Flair don't like no shaved, no shaved beavers. Really? Yep, hundred percent. You don't. You never hear what's his name talking about it all the time. Fucking um, Bruce Pritchard talks about it. 
Flair, Flair's got to have some hair down there. Really? No Flair. No oh hair. yeah, Flair's a big bush guy. All right. No oh. manscape for the Flair ladies. Probably makes a good coaster. I bet you Fifi's got a fucking Fifi. She gets a move. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matt lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh Jesus Christ! All right, uh, Kip and Mira. We talked about that. Um. The wi- okay, so let's talk about this women's title match. I don't understand, and maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe the people I do a podcast with Wednesday nights are idiots. What's the point of the tournament if she's just going to retain? Um, didn't I kind of didn't I bring that up not too long ago? It's to get this, this is this is what I could take now that it's all over. It was to get interest in the division, maybe to get eyes on some other women to possibly bring them over, which they did with Maki Ito, you know, and this Ryu Mizunami might be staying around. So who knows? Um, Shida hasn't, how many times has she defended the belt in the past couple of months? Not a lot, twice. Okay, so there you go. Uh, Somebody that she's familiar with, someone she's been working with for years, somebody she's got experience with. Um, Yeah, I don't... It's a a catch-22 because... A, like, if, yeah, Matt, you're right. What's the whole point of doing all this stuff if you're not going to get the payoff of the person winning? And also, it makes, it doesn't necessarily make your champion look super strong because this woman went through all these challenges before you. But at the end of the day, if the person that won this tournament gets the shot, then she is the best. So she is a threat. So to me, beating the top threat that, that you could possibly face does lend a little credence to, to the victory. But I, I tend to agree with you more that what's the point then why do this other than to spotlight the division and spotlight um, a new talent. So I tend to agree with you, but I think it, you could see both sides of the coin there. Well, also let me ask Matt this uh, Kota Bushi two years ago, won the G one, right? Yes. And what happened to him? He lost both nights at wrestle kingdom, right? Okay, but okay. I feel like tournaments don't always, you know, get, right, get but, the apple at the end of the tree or whatever. But on the flip side, when Kota Ibushi won those G1 tournaments, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion was defending his title. This is her second title defense. It's March 8th. Why are we not seeing the most important woman in the AEW Women's Division defending her title? Because maybe she's not the most important woman. In the then why league? make her the fucking champion? Fair point. Fair point. And then the match itself, there was a couple gaffes, whatever. I didn't mind the match. But the minute the match is over and Nyla Rose hits the ring, like, I'm done. Yeah. We've already I'm... fucking seen this. Nyla Rose hit the ring. We've already seen it. Britt Baker teams up with Nyla. What in the fuck? Seriously. I don't mind. And Maki Ito's with them now? Like, is this like a triad thing? Like, is that what we're going for? Maybe they're trying to do a hard reset on the women's division and just, and put people in stables. I don't know. If you had Ryo Mizunami beat Sheeta, right? I'm just spitballing here. She's the new champion. And fucking Jade Cargill comes out and fucking knocks her head off. And we make Jade Cargill the women. Like, I can believe that. Fair enough. Does it solve your problems? No, but now you can have Thunder Rosa chase her. You can have Rio chase her. She's more 
charismatic. She's there's more meat on the bone. Sheeta doesn't speak great English, and that's no fault of any. You know, it's not her fault. Yeah. She's fucking Japanese. She's working in an American wrestling company. She She's can't cut a pro. Eh, her promos aren't her that promos, great. Her promo at the pay per view was okay with the whole build up with uh, with Jr. and all that. I thought it was okay. What pay per view? At the pay per view, didn't didn't they have a promo with her? Like a promo package where she spoke like Japanese the whole time, and then the end she said she bridged the gap, the bridge the gap. No, you had it right. You had it right from Japan to the world. Play of the promo. I thought I thought they had a promo with her in English. What the hell did I watch? Was it on Wednesday that they did a promo with her? I swear I watched a promo with her where she cut it in English. It might. I didn't watch the Road to Revolution that came on after Dynamite, so maybe that's... Oh, I didn't watch that either. I, I don't know I, what you watched. I it was on the pay-per-view. What they, the hell was it They watching? did a video package where she spoke mostly Japanese, and then at the end she said something, and then she bridged the gap from Japan to the world, and I thought it was just the United yeah. States, but whatever. That's a lot of bridges. Yeah. No, of course. I, I just don't think... Violence. And I, I commend AEW for this. I don't think that language barrier is a big concern for them. So, like, I feel like that is kind of passable for me anyway, just because, like, listen, if the talent is a talent, then let them speak how they speak and we'll display that because we know our audience doesn't really give a shit. I think I think she need like she doesn't have a character. She carries around a kendo stick like there's not there's nothing there like it's it's very I never really thought much about it until Jonathan Gresham. Right. Everyone knew when Jonathan Gresham got to Ring of Honor, he could wrestle. Right. But that was it. He was, was just it. a fucking, he was like fucking toast. Boring, plain. But I mean, then. You can, you can kind of say that about Jay Lethal before him, too. Just, right. Just but the, then you give the, the foundation, the octopus. He's got character yeah. now. He's got meat. Like, he, there's more to him now. He's not just a great wrestler. I just feel like Sheeta's just kind of like, bleh. <laughs> that's well, it there's like listen, and and to your point listen i totally get it but to your point maybe some of that stuff just takes time and some of it just takes the minds to start clicking together and if more fans feel like you then they'll hear it and they'll know um uh, so the, the that big run-in comes and that's uh Nyla and Britt and Maki Ito and then Thunder Rosa makes the save. So that sets up six women tag match. Uh, Dynamite, Chita, Ryu, Mizunami, and Thunder Rosa against Britt Baker, Maki Ito, and Nyla Rose. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of just whatever on the women's division. Uh, Big Money Matt, Adam Page. Oh, yeah. I really thought it was going to turn out that Matt squeaks out a win through cheating and then it pushes uh adam page more down on his luck than what he's been and then he kind of finds solace with uh you know with um oh jesus with uh the dark order dark order thank you you're welcome and then you know becomes their leader but i mean i get it he wins the friendship they all helped him blah 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 so i would just had the wrong thinking on that one they were there for the trust fall oh i know right there right there and they had quite a celebration. You really got it. You really got to watch being the elite for this week. I want to hear your thoughts on Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Adam Page almost spilt that beer. He, 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 yeah, Rick Knox was trying to uh, put his hand under there so it wouldn't yeah. hit the canvas. Uh, I thought, you know, Adam Page, Matt Hardy, are going to have a good match, and they did. Uh, I just kind of was like, 
I, I had Kate came over and Jamie was here. We watched it, and I was like, I really just don't care about this match. The stipulation was goofy. Uh, the yeah, match was, was good, weird. but I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's this match kind of had that had that vibe to it. It's your stand to me. It was like your standard upper mid card. We know Paige is gonna win. Matt Hardy's here to do his job. Like I didn't know Paige was gonna win. Well, Tony didn't because you're a fucking loser. <laughs> But uh, it just it, it it had that standard like solid two top guy guys, but like not quite top guy guys, but just there, and it was just your match that you're gonna put on like six or whatever it was in the card. All right, no disrespect because I love them both. No, none taken. Uh, I wasn't talking about you. I disrespect you immensely. From here, we got our six man ladder match: the face of the revolution for and the golden donut for the Sonic the Hedgehog ring. Ring. You saw that too. It that was, was the was... brass ring, Tony, for the brass balls. Uh, and our sixth participant was Ethan Page, Karate Man, uh, which is a great pull by uh, by AEW to sign him. Was it like a real Mizunami pull where she does that? Like, Ugh. yes, exactly. What like the that. fuck is that, dude? That like, I'm sorry. I think she's talented, but that fucking thing. Pfft. I'm sorry. I'm digressing. Go ahead. Scorpio Sky, baby. Now, yes. he gets he gets the title shot Wednesday against Darby Allen. Is Ooh, they're this... doing it already? Yeah. Again. Same All right. So I guess that's New their champ? formula. See, New that's champ? what I was going to say. I think it would have to be now that this whole Sting thing with, uh, with, uh, with fucking Taz and company is over. Yeah, I feel like Darby had a very... His TNT championship run has been very pedestrian. Yep. 100%. Kind of with you. I think he defended against Brian Cage, and maybe he gets somebody else as soon, like right after he beat Cody. Did he Did defend they... against Ricky Starks? Yes, maybe. Okay, so there was Starks and Cage, maybe. And did him and Cody not have a second match, or no? No, Co- I think they didn't. No, Cody never had a rematch. That's right. And he's not getting one now because he didn't win the ring. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So he was hurt. I get it. He's doing the whole hurt disappearing thing. Why do they have to do this shit on the stage, dude? Why are they in the tunnel fucking worried about it? I I actually loved that, by the way. I don't. It was distracting. All I was, I wasn't watching the match. I was watching to see when this fucking jack off was going to come back because he was going to be like, oh, I'm okay. I got to get back in there. (laughs) Fucking do that shit in the back if you're going to do it. Yeah, but like the entire time it was like, can I go? Can I go? Can I come back or can I come back? Why would you want to go even further if you still think you could come back as the athlete? But then why do you think you could show up? But then why did they stop him if he thought he could still show up? I mean, it's it's the same thing with with football. You have that that blue medical tent right on the field. You go in, you come out, you go in, you come out. Yeah, but the the hard camera on the field is not always on that tent. You know what I'm saying? I, anything that goes on on the stage while there's a match going on fucks me up. Because no, I level. It's on camera. I can't fucking deal with it because Tony, now I'm was, concentrating on something in the back. Sounds like that was like one hundred percent intentional. That was one hundred percent intentional. Oh, because Cody's got to be on TV. Look at yeah. me, I'm on TV. Matt, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Matt? I said it sounds like a Tony problem that he can't fucking yeah, I, focus. I agree. That was one hundred percent intentional, and it and it built to the story because at the end of the day, you kind of knew that he wasn't going to win, but it. Him coming back, like and him like being there, always kind of added that what if factor. Like it what also if he does come back. 
it makes him look like a cherry picker if he's just there to pick his spot. Yeah, that's another good point. When did he go and run up the other side of the ladder when there was just one dude in the ring? And the guy that who you thought might have had the best shot to him, who you who you hadn't seen in a while anyway. Cherry Scorpio pick. Sky was on the on the mat on on the pavement for a lot a lot of that match too. Cherry picking son of a bitch that Cody Rhodes. God damn. It's a heel tendency. Mother I'm only cherry picking. Is that back with black hair this week? <sighs> Enough with the hair. What? Cody's yeah. dumb hair if he fucking dyes his hair again. What he's gonna he, he's gonna do it again? No, I hope he's not. He's a heel. We don't know if he's, he's a, a heel. Um, I thought the ladder match was a lot of fun. Everyone looked great. I thought um, Max Caster looked awesome. He dropped that fucking elbow on Cody when he was on his Back. hands and knees. Woo! Oh, he was Back dropping some Max. fucking heat, too, on the mic. Oh, his rap was awesome. Un-fucking-real, dude. That's some balls on that kid. I liked it. Holy shit. Guy knows what he's doing, baby. I wonder why Bowens wasn't there, though. Why, why, why did Jack Evans come out and not Bowens? Is there any backstory to that? Uh, Jack Evans came out because uh, Jack Evans handed Caster the boombox to boom box. use on uh, Preston Vance in the qualifying match because Matt Hardy is out to destroy the Dark Order to hurt Adam Page. So Matt Hardy paid Jack Evans to help Vance... Uh, Preston Vance lose. Did you follow okay. that? Yeah, it's a lot, but yeah, yes. I thought, okay. I thought it was more of a Max Caster story than it was anything else. No, no, okay. no. Gotcha. Um, so Scorpio Sky won. He's got the big gold donut. He's going to face Darby <laughs> on Wednesday night. Donut for your donut. Who did you guys? What was your thoughts leading up to this? Who did you think was the guy, the big signing? Not Christian. I stopped guessing. I I just didn't. I, I it's not that I didn't care. I just didn't want to find out, and I didn't care enough to guess because I wanted to be surprised when it happened. Like if that makes any sense. Like okay. And the fact that it was Christian, I don't think Christian will ever get a bad reaction from anybody just because of who he is and what he's done for wrestling and and how good he is. Now, do you want to call it a letdown? Depends on your expectations. I mean, Christian going to TNA was a big deal. This? Eh, probably not so much. But you'll never get a bad reaction uh, for Christian. So you think this is a letdown? I don't think it's a letdown. I don't know. Matt, I honestly don't know what I think. I'm Listen, I'm stoked. I, I'm actually... This is the one time where I feel like I'm upset by someone who I am such a huge fan of being an AEW. Like, I don't want him there. Why? I don't know. I want him to be like there. I think there's so much left for him in WWE in terms of like, maybe not achievements, but just he screams WWE to me. Like, even though he spent time at TNA, like him and like, I get it. It's, it's, it's he signed a multi-year deal. It's fine, but it just, just feels weird to me. Can I ask a question? Sure. How, how many mentors does AEW need? Why do you, 
they've got an awful lot of guys who are there like in a mentor capacity. I'm just wondering, like, how, like, do they need, does everybody need a mentor now? Who says he's going to be a mentor? Yeah, what's that? I don't know. Like, isn't he up there in age? Like, he's 47. He's 47. Go. So he's almost 50. Sure, he's Jerry. wrestling every week. He retired at 40. Yeah. He didn't wrestle for seven years. He had like a one off match last summer. And he wrestled against Randy Orton, and he was in the Royal Rumble. He's in much better shape than Chris Jericho, who you love to make fun of. Okay. And so I don't. Come re- so he's coming in to wrestle. Yes, I don't think he signed a contract to to just come in and be a dude backstage. He was yeah. cleared to be at the Rumble. Uh, I think this is a super smart signing. Now, did it live up to the? Does does it? No, it didn't live the live hype. up to no. the hype the way they're hyping it up. Probably not, but I think it's a smart signing, and I think you're going to get a lot of interesting matchups with Christian. Well, if if Christian's going to be wrestling, he can handle himself in the ring. He's excellent at telling stories and using ring psychology. Like I said, like like ECW or not, during that time period where he was on top in ECW for WWE, there, he did not have a bad match, dude. He was leading everybody they put him in the ring with to fucking great matches on a weekly basis. And and his phrase is his new catchphrase is outwork everyone because that's what he can do. He can outwork everyone. It's just so if, he, if he's going to be wrestling, I got no problem. But like Matt said, look, I shot for Stone Cold. It's like if you're going to fucking sign somebody, sign somebody fucking big. You know? Oh man, you thought way outside the box there. I did, and I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. But that part of me was just like, imagine they, or even The Rock. Like The Rock was actually higher up on the list for me. Because The Rock also did some fucking appearance for Impact when Ken Shamrock was going in the Hall of Fame. So it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for The Rock to start showing up on AEW Dynamite. Just saying. Mm. Just saying. You know? There was a lot. So the list of names that were thrown around, uh, if you were keeping track, uh, Christian, Rob Van Dam, yes, that Mark Henry, uh, some ungodly reason, Raven? Which I thought was really like he was the weirdest, and then like the yeah. really long shots were like CM Punk, uh, Brock, and Batista. Brock, I could see just because he would get some fucking awesome money for it. Yeah, like, Brock's not fucking stupid. Yeah, Tony and- Khan would definitely pull out every penny for Brock. I kind of see Batista as a WWE lifer, but that could just. Me, that could just be my opinion. I couldn't see him switching, but who knows? I mean, he's always he's had sour grapes over the years with McMahon and Triple H, so who knows? Matt's fucking dying. Excuse me, uh-huh. I'm not dying yet. Soon. Uh, and they threw me a really so I've been speculating, like racking my brain, because I was like thinking outside the box. And if you listen to Wednesday Night Show, I did throw some pretty absurd guesses out there. Oh, you sure did. Uh, but I was really like thinking, like. I don't know who dinkin, would. Dinkin, yeah. Dinkin. Uh, but then they announced during the buy-in that Maki Ito had just wrestled in Japan less than forty-eight hours ago. So then I was like, maybe it's Okada, because he got eliminated from the New Japan Cup. His relationship with Kenny Omega. But you know, oh, and Kurt Angle was mentioned a lot too because he yeah. put that fucking teaser out. Yeah, that's true. Maybe and he's, he's mentioned on his podcast with Conrad how he's he wasn't super happy with how he was used in his return to WWE. 
Yeah, but I've said it a bunch of times. Kurt Angle can't wrestle anymore, dude. He'll fucking fall apart. He's no, a- I agree. And and Christian can definitely wrestle every week if if he's like legit healthy. Because he remember he had to retire because of concussion stuff. Yeah. So listen, I, I'm I'm pumped that he's there just because I get to see him wrestle again. But this is, I'd rather have him been like in. God, I don't. I don't want to say this without sounding insulting. Like, I'm at, if he was the guy in the ladder match, other than than ego, which I'm happy for ego too. Uh, but like, if, if Christian was in that as opposed to being the hype guy, if that makes any sense. Like, I think people would accept it more. Listen, the crowd popped, and I don't think anyone's upset about it because, like I said, Christian is one of those guys to me that can do no wrong in wrestling. But I just feel like the hype was just like. All right, who's it going to be? And part of that's us. Part of that's on us for speculating. So, I mean, there's anything, you know, and that's look, that's what they're you're in the wrestling business to create waves. So, yep. Tony Khan went out there and he made waves. And, you know, fucking uh, Sunday at 11 o'clock in the morning, AEW Revolution was trending at 11 a.m. Yep. You know, that when they signed the, the big show. Uh, AEW Dynamite was trending from the minute they made that announcement. Like that's how people get their news. Like yep. it, people speculated AEW was a hot topic. So, um, you know, of course, there's always gonna, you know, and we're gonna get into it when we talk about the main event here. There's people who will take every opportunity they can to just shit all over everything. Yep. Uh, let's, I, not, let's not discount the strategy, by the way. It worked for WCW. It worked for TNA. Like it works bringing in like valuable assets that have, that may that you may see in your eyes a little bit past their prime. But WWE has as just as many guys in this age bracket as they do. So it's not an unproven philosophy to to bring in guys like Christian or Big Show to to better your company. It can work. Yeah, and if it's you just need to, it needs to be. They need to be handled properly. Correct. Um, and I think Impact gets a lot of shit for some of the stuff they have done uh, where they bring in all these guys. Like, I know they... Uh, no, that one surprise that where they, where they were promoting a big thing, uh, and I think the payoff was uh, Tito Ortiz. That's like a fucking fart in church. Pac-Man Jones. Remember that tag team? I'm talking about wrestlers here, people. Like I'm talking about like Pac-Man Impact. Jones won the tag titles with R Truth and didn't even fucking wrestle because he wasn't allowed to. I'm not gonna lie, that's like not even on my top five list of things I hate the most about what TNA did back then. But look, there was a lot of hubbub, like maybe it's Connor McGregor, maybe it's Daniel Cormier. Like there were a lot of people who because of the the phrasing that Paul Paul White used on Dynamite Hall of Fame worthy. You know, people started racking their fucking brains and going That's all bit, sorts outside the box. Now that I think about it, that was probably more of a direct shot at WWE as to why Christian's not in the Hall of Fame yet. So that could have been a, a direct shot right there. Like, listen, WWE apparently is not doing any of their veterans any favors. Uh, it seems like they're not doing many. I mean, I saw, and I had to follow up in the Discord, Andrade and Aleister Black have not been on WWE TV since October. Mm. Well, yeah. that's crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. Two, easily two top-tier t- talents just... That Andrade, Johnny Gargano, 
match from NXT TakeOver Philadelphia is my favorite NXT match ever. It was fucking unbelievable. And he's great. He's awesome. It's a, it's a shame. I said a couple weeks ago when they made this announcement, we're going to get this barbed wire exploding death match was going two ways. It was either going to be really good or so fucking bad it was good. And we got the best of both worlds. I love you. Matt, that is the best take on this match I've heard all freaking day. Because I've been trolling the internet and their comments I've seen. Matt, you just put it so freaking perfectly. I was so excited for this. And I thought this match was fantastic. The explosions were exactly what they were. I mean, I don't know yeah, what, what anyone. I mean, look, I'm almost expecting? 40. Tape trading was huge when I was growing up. These fucking barbed bar exploding death matches were hot shit. I definitely bought more than one copy accidentally because I was just excited to see Best of Exploding Barbed Wire Volume One. Uh, but they're they're not, you know, they are what you saw last night on Revolution. That's an explode. Now the ending, completely different story. But Correct. when someone goes into the barbed wire and there's an explosion, that's it. That's it. That's all it is. That's it. These guys sell like they got burned. Maybe there's a couple more sparks. Great um, Bryce Remsburg in like a paper suit was a terrible idea. I wish he had like the UFO Japanese thing, the silver suit. But uh, I love the match. I loved it too. I'm not going to complain about it at all. Except for the ending, obviously. But whatever. That shit happens. Whatever. I'm but, not going to bitch about it. But that wasn't even the ending. Like, that's what kills me. Like, he wins the match in 25 minutes. Why don't they fucking dismantle the ring at that point? Like, why Like why does it keep going? Like, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole after the match thing? Eh. I think, wasn't it their plan to keep him there? So it did. So he was there when the big thing happened. I, was that the strategy? Were they I, trying to kill him? The strategy was, so. because I guess you guys watched it in Spanish. Yes. Yes. Uh, they, were, they had a plan. To get rid I, of Moxley. I, I heard I, I, I a few times. Their plan was to get rid of Moxley, like, permanently. Right. Uh, so they were going... That's why they handcuffed him, and they beat him up, and they left him in the ring. Um, the other fantastic story that gets completely glossed over is the Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston. thing. Now, look. Tony rolls his eyes, whatever. Matt, I'm, I'm back on your side now for the rest the, of the night. I, the idea that Eddie Kingston is going to save him is a beautifully written story. Mm-hmm. With I'm you. with you. But. <laughs> Keep going. You can't fault him for doing what he's told to do. Okay. I also okay. don't. Okay. I also don't know. If anyone knew <laughs> it was that two be... Roman candles and some sparklers are going to go off. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm with you. Even through this, I'm with you. Oh, I just sat on my 100%. <laughs> but they, what are you scratching your fucking Oh my mouth? God. No, I just sat on my balls. <laughs> this is a, P- <laughs> a PG show. And it, it like hurt. Familiar. It hurt. I had to fix myself. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to send you some pics. No, I'm good. All right. I'm with you up to that point. But when the fucking explosion goes over like a fart in church, 
and and Eddie is on top of Moxley, who can honestly probably see what's going on at this point. You don't think he whispers to him, uh, it wasn't that bad. You probably shouldn't sell that you're murdered. But no, Eddie goes on and sells that he's murdered. I can accept it up to that point. What I don't like is that after the fact, everybody comes out. They're helping Eddie. They're helping Moxley. They give Moxley a microphone, and he begins to shit on everything that just happened. What are you going to do? That's While your Eddie's in the corner fucking dead. You have to pick one way or the other way and go with it. If you're gonna, if it's gonna be shit, ignore it and go help your fucking buddy who just saved your life potentially. Or get Eddie in on it, where Eddie's like, "Oh man, all right, you know everything's cool, everything's cool," and then shit on it. But you tried to get the best of both worlds, and it just fucking took me out. Was that was that on the show or was that the post show? No, but they aired it everywhere else. That's the point. Okay, they they put it out there, you know. That's damage control. Yes. Yeah, but they didn't need that. If it, it was if it was a fart in church, let it be a fart in church, or everybody should acknowledge it. They tried but, splitting the difference. You well, mean Eddie seemed like he fucking died, and Moxley shit on the whole thing. And it no, just, well, they, they let it be a fart in church on TV, and then probably they called, or on pay-per-view, and they probably called the Audible to sell it like that afterwards. Yeah, but, Mox, but, but Eddie is still hurt in the corner. Instead of Moxley going over to check on his friend, he's like, oh, that fucking, that Kenny Omega is a piece of shit. Huh? He can't build a fucking bomb. Or it, it's, I, I, again, I think it's damage control to, to, to build, or not to build, but to, to explain or to, to progress yeah, but, the story. But the red hair in the room is that Eddie Kingston's fucking dead in the corner, dude. If you're going to yeah, shit on it, Eddie's got to fucking get up and go, oh my God, we survived it. Thank God it didn't all right. kill both of us. But they didn't okay, I, that, that, that's that, that's totally fair. But if they chose not to go that way, I can't totally shit on them for calling an audible last minute and having them shit on the Look, I get it. And I, I, I get it. I don't disagree with you. It's a bad situation. But, you know, you got to fucking you got to run with it. You guys are professionals in there. Figure something out and fucking go with it. Right. And I yeah. agree with you. I bet I bet the entire time while while Eddie is hovering over John Moxley, he's like, this shit's fucked. This shit's fucked. Oh, they're this probably laughing their fucked. balls off. Yeah, they're probably yeah, laughing. Point- you think they give a fuck at the end of the day? All right, but that's like Tony Schiavone not giving a fuck about how he dresses. No, and and that was a little extreme with what I just said. I think they do I, care. I, I think I, they're I very passionate about AEW. After it came out of your mouth, I, you're all right. Yeah, you're good. You're but good. like to Matt's point, they're probably laughing their balls off. Now there's a so Tony so the the problem with the explosions are, you know, look, you can get real technical and go state regulations, the fire marshal, this, that, the other thing. Um, you know, we've seen tons of old Japanese wrestling footage. The explosions are fucking going around. Uh, massive. Yeah, massive. It's literally just fire and smoke. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with this being part of the story. Like, Kenny couldn't build... Like, if you're going on the fly, and they're like, just say Kenny built a shitty exploding, exploding ring. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what they're going with. Tony Khan did the, the press conference afterwards. Um, and he said that he built a dud. Who would have thought that when he drew the big plan with crowns that maybe the bomb might not fail to take both guys out. There's also stuff that they might try and play up that Eddie fainted. All right. Uh, right before the bomb went off because he was scared. Uh, uh, that'll psh- make that. That'll kill Eddie Kingston's character. They're, you know, though they're, 
there's gonna be an explanation on Wednesday. Uh, I would imagine. I hope so, and I mean that that's one thing they're good at. But I'm I they got to get real fucking creative for this one, dude. Because <sighs> best friend is dead in the corner, and you're cutting a fucking promo. But he's not his best friend. Yeah. But he just saved your fucking life, dude. So. I so, still they don't like that, you. They just have that common bond. That hard that hardcore explosion, crazy ass shit bond. Right? Steve Austin and HBK were tag team champions. They didn't like each other. Really? Goldberg got hurt. This is what we're doing. I look, I love the match and the fucking exploding at the end. I was howling. Howling. If you take wrestling so seriously yeah, that Matt. this ruined your night, you need Bro, go for no, go Fuck for a walk. It didn't, it, it didn't ruin my I'm night. I'm not saying Second you. Ball. Look, look, Tony. Go if you went on Twitter last night, bro. People were. It literally is like, like people react like I have to say heinous shit because it'll make me feel better because I feel like I was duped out of watching someone explode. <laughs> Come on, like think about that in your head. Like literally just think about that in your head. Like I didn't see people blow up. I'm upset about it. Look, like, that's I, ridiculous. The explosion could have been a thousand times better. But that's the risk you run. Don't forget, yeah. I went to a fucking ECW show where nothing happened. I'd rather have the explosion be that than be too over the top to potentially hurt people. So I'm totally okay with what happened. It, 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 but it, it, it was so silly. Like they had fireworks, like it was like a, like a fucking varsity blondes entrance. Like <laughs> coming. It out. looked like it looked like part of Gilbert's entrance. Yeah, that even better. Uh, it was fantastic. It was fucking hysterical. I won't disagree with that. I won't disagree with that. No offense. Look, this, the company is not going. This will not be the downfall of AEW. Nope. All right, no, if, that women's division might be though. It's possible. All right, can we wrap this up? It's fucking over three hours. It's fucking ten o'clock. Old man Tony cranky. Oh yeah. Sleeping All it right, we got games coming up right now. This is the you know time. what? Oh, <laughs> before before you do the Patreons, rather than sticking a commercial break in, I'll just mention everybody that's part of the Shining Wizards Network and a few other shows. Of course, inconclusive breakdown. Turnbuckle Throwback, uh, Wrestling Night in Canada, Radioactive Metal, The Midnight Jury, and our newest members, Matt, Ringside Rant. They're debuting actually this week with their new episode. Don't you dare be a better podcast than us. We almost uh, forgot to mention our boys, RJ and Dave. And as a matter of fact, Matt, our other buddies, the broadcast as well. That's with a K. What? That's right. Those are your commercials for the week in 25 seconds or less. Matt, you got some Patreon so we can get the fuck out of here? I do. We appreciate you supporting the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And if you enjoy what you just listened to, you listened to all three hours of this, you had a good time, uh, you loved it, uh, you want to be a part of the community, join us on Facebook, join us on The Rant, uh, but become a Patreon supporter. For as little as $1 a month, uh, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. Uh, if the $3 a month tier fits into your budget, that's the best value. Uh, not only do you get mentioned weekly, but you get access to our watch along and our two bonus shows where we do a profile on a wrestler and we talk about a specific show. So in February, we did Shelton Benjamin. We did ECW Guilty as Charged 1999. And Tony watched the worst match in the history of the Attitude Era, the Dog Kennel from Hell match featuring Al Snow and the Big Boss Man. Uh, so that is all available at the $3 tier for our Patreon exclusives. Uh, 
five bucks, five bucks a month will plug your social media or your website, uh, anything you want us to plug as long as uh, it's uh, not something like, you know, uh, yeah, Lemon yeah. Party. We're not plugging Lemon Party. Tony yeah. might plug Lemon Party, but we're not plugging Lemon Party. Lemon party. $10 a month, you get a box of wizardry, um, and that's a minimum three months, but you get a T-shirt, you get DVDs, you get stickers, you get pins, you get uh, micro brawlers. I'm buying stuff from all over the place to give you just unique content. I think I threw in some uh, Japanese wrestling buttons this month. I just sent everybody stuff out, some little tiny buttons, Hayabusa, Terry Funk, ECW stuff, lots of good stuff in there. And then at the $20 uh, tier, you get like a jumbo mega box. Can cool. you get a Ken the box? Holy shit. Yeah. Can you get box. a clone of Willie of Matt's dick? No. <laughs> There'll be none of that. Uh, so at this time, I want to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Christine Friesendorf. She is the other half of the Shining uh, the Shining Wizards. The Sign Girls with Kathy Hummer. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Manny, soon. Manny Crasso, the king of the Shining Wizards. Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Uh, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo. Ryan Arthur, who, if you watch Wednesday Night with Tony, uh, he is a uh, proprietor. Proprietor, pro proprietor, proprietor, uh, over here in Hackensack at Elementary Brewery. It's elementary.com. Uh, if you're looking for some local beer, you want to support local business, hit up Ryan. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Ryan Schlong. Mm. Big Schlong. Uh, Catherine Hensler over at ondeckic.com. She also co-hosts the Wednesday night show, but that's not going to last long. And then yeah. she does What's Good uh, with KG. Kevin Gill of the wrestling podcast and pick a vinyl, which is a music podcast. You should check that out. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K G G Maddie Mellinger, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you. Uh, Kenny Hosmore, the Scotch drink more, the shiny wizard wrestling Poss podcast. Uh, J cop, the big cop of pump. The only thing worth a fuck over at the turnbuckle throwbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hammond. Uh, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Matthew Birch, the true prince of pro on Twitter. Follow him. He's a great follow. Carrie Cowling, rocking that brand new pink and black Shining Wizard shirt, looking like a hot mama. Uh, The Bergman, the Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite, the Bergman. He's the LeBron James of the Mattel Elite figure collecting community. Berg, 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 do the berg, berg, berg. And Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. Do the berg, 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 Bergman. Bergman, do the berg, berg, berg. Guys. What a fantastic show tonight. No guests, no guests needed. The three of us did it justice. Three hours. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Guys, I got some comedy coming up. March 18th uh, in Morristown, New Jersey. Anyone who's in the area of New Jersey. Come on, come on by Morristown, the Horseshoe Tavern, March 18th, social distancing and, uh, and CDC. Uh, requirements will be followed 
Uh, I have something else coming up at the Ospac Theater in West Orange, New Jersey. It's a big performing arts outdoor center. So social media will, uh, social media, social distancing will be uh, uh, followed there in Atlantic City coming up in June. I can't quite say what that is yet. I, I just like to put the cat out of the bag there. Follow me at Kevin Garifo on Twitter at Shining Wizards Kevin on Instagram. Matt. We're kids incorporated. This is the public question that, that, that Jimmy put up. Tony Appreciation Night is going to happen April 19th. Don't miss it. All about me, the Tony Z, right here. Follow us on all social media platforms at Wizards Podcast. We will be back next Monday night with another humdinger, bang, zinger of an episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast here on Facebook, facebook.com slash Wizards Podcast, and on the Rand, Ranty, and Radio.com. Till next Monday. Uh, I don't know. Good night, Gracie. I hate you. Stop I hate it. you so much. I don't know. Oh, you love say. me, you fucker. Enjoy wrestling. Good night. Is that it? I think so, buddy. And- no more to talk No, that's it. I now I don't know how to hang up on this Facebook nonsense. What do you mean you don't know how to hang up on Facebook? You just did. Okay. I think I did. Yeah, I think. I-